millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode 156 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, March 18th, 2015, and my name is Dan Gorman, and my quote is from 101 Shark Jokes to a shark. What is the most embarrassing moment? No idea, guys? Uh, uh, well, it's being mistaken for a minnow by the Jolly Green Giant. And there's a photo of a jolly green giant eating him like a minnow. That does sound embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, I would be mortified <laughs> if that ever happened You'd to me. You'd be Mordecai? Yeah. <laughs> I would be hit film Mordecai. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Casey Lyons, and what is the national homeland for sharks? Uh, this, I, one's gr- this one's great. I know because I saw it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, then you're out of the running. Shut okay. up. Mm. Shut up, Dan. Yeah, I just don't know. What is it, Greg? I don't know. Finland. Oh, I yeah. should have known. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. My name is Greg Legro. And what do married sharks do when they have a fight? They sleep in separate water beds. Oh my god! Water beds. <laughs> <That's> so- <laughs> Thanks, Phil Hirsch. That's yeah. So <laughs> like, oh, oh, I have jokes. different problems with that joke. Fucking Christ. Um, we got so much to talk about this week. Yeah. Two of us saw Run All Night. One of us saw The Cobbler. We will talk about <laughs> an album by Nickelback, unfortunately, in Film Roulette. And we will roll for movies next week. One of us will be talking through an episode of season two of 90210. Yeah, Relay in Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, Relay. Uh, and then we will talk about news and other notable things off the top of the episode, which is right now. No, oh, mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah, let's let's do it now. Let's begin um, the things. So lots to talk about. Before we get to anything, I want to say a reminder to our listeners: you can email us at info at modernsuperior dot com. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that information is available at modernsuperior dot com if you click on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and just uh, it's good to rate and review shows. So do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now I think we should get into the itty-bitty tidbit committee. What should we get to first, guys? Oh, you know what? Before we get into that, you can write in to us uh, to uh, say hello or what you think of the show. Yeah. Or you can just show up at the restaurant I work at. Yeah. Say hello. Uh, if your name is Trevor, you did that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was super cool. I got to meet somebody. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, hey, Trevor, dial it back there, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was awesome. No, that's, um, it's totally awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. I saw on Twitter that... that uh, that he was excited to have met you, uh, and I was like, I don't know. I've yeah, met it's him. not that exciting. I don't, I don't get it. No, no. But uh, and he he tweets under the name Terror in Toronto, and he uh, often yeah. posts about our video vengeance uh, events. And it was really super cool to meet him. He came with his uh, 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 his lady friend, whose name was uh, unusual, and I didn't write down, nor do I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be weird if I wrote it down, though. You're like, oh, this is your. What's your <laughs> yeah. Your, if you uh, just uh, what's, how do you spell that? I'll just put that in my bucket. I'm nice to have met your lady. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing it on my arm <laughs> with a razor blade. <laughs> but that was super cool. Yeah, yeah he's for awesome. Sure. He mm. shares so much of our stuff. He yeah. does the video vengeance stuff. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. But he was in the main floor of the restaurant, so did not get to see the enormous VHS collection. So sorry. Oh, next time, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good collection. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty Either big. way, Greg Legrow, celebrity. That's right. Totally. That's where we're at. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, remember, you can find us in real life or, yeah, email us. (laughs) Either or. There's lots of options. Plenty. Um, Or uh, three. Speaking of VHS tapes, I want to real quick, Mm -hmm. I want to broach something uh, that people that know me online may have already seen me talk about. There's an organization here in Ontario that have have just uh, started up a recycling program for VHS tapes. They're, They're called Get Real. R-E-E-L. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is they're recycling up to a, like 2.8. There's 2.8 billion tapes apparently like estimated in Ontario and people have been throwing them out and it's bad for the environment and these people are going to recycle them. But there has been no solid plans yet to archive any of the, inf- the stuff on them, which could be fucking awful. Like there mm-hmm. could be a staggering level of like things that we could never get back lost. It would mm-hmm. be like throwing books on a fucking fire or like wipe there there was a thing that the bbc did where they wiped out all the old programs because they just recorded the new ones over them and then they were like whoops (laughs) a huge part of our culture is lost so um uh, that was going around on the internet and lots of high profile people were sharing it and the last i've heard is that they were going to look into some kind of archival program and I, I sent some emails out, and hopefully that will happen. Nice. <laughs> I sent some emails out to some people being like, I will help you look through these tapes if you want. But uh, it was pretty cool to see people not be assholes on the internet. Some yeah. people were jumping on like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? But a lot of people were like, no, obviously you just didn't understand that like these tapes people have could, you know, like the guy that runs Retro Ontario got into it because people could be giving away tapes that have things from old city TV recordings or something that could be lost forever. Yeah. So... Yeah, or just some old home, home movies of people boning. <laughs> sure. Which, yeah. if you're throwing those out, just just send those Toss my them to way. Casey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See that '80s manscaping. Yes, <laughs> or lack thereof. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's bushy. Let your freak flag fly. Yeah, <laughs> but In the uh, crotchal region. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, interesting stuff. It's a lot of tapes, man. Mm-hmm. Can't just throw all those out without figuring out what's on them yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be some old episodes of Night Court. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or you know what? Even better, old commercials. Oh, I love old commercials. That's yeah. I can, I've 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 spent like I've wasted days yes, sitting on absolutely. YouTube just watching yeah, commercials totally. from yeah. my childhood. <laughs> well, and some of that stuff. Do you guys like, know that Zach is still a Lego maniac? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But it's like it it 
may not be like important to some people, but like having a document of that. Like there was a recent thing that came out where all these VHS tapes that were released around the time that the internet came out were actually like ended up acting as like the only archival footage of what the internet looked like and acted like at that time because people had saved and digitized them yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it was like we wouldn't have known about some of these things without it but yeah so super important also yale got into archiving tapes too so it's like yeah it's getting there it's cool all right real cool archiving mm-hmm. it's cool yeah, yeah. what yeah. did you guys get up to this week i've been doing some watching yeah i'm not gonna lie to you guys yeah yeah i watch some, some stuff watching. Mm-hmm. yep what, you don't want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it guys fair enough uh well i on the recommendation of dan gorman yeah i watched a movie called housebound okay yes i want to talk about that <laughs> uh can i tell you something about that movie what i fucking loved it oh good because it's amazing so <laughs> fucking much fun isn't it amazing it's so much fun all of the acting is fucking fantastic the main, ca- the main woman is unbelievably good oh my god i hated her so much at but the in beginning. the best way yeah in the yeah. but like in that in that you're supposed to and and you grow with the character kind of way yeah uh, the mom was fucking fantastic. Everyone, like even the tiniest little roles, everyone is fucking dead on in this movie. Yeah. The sound is a little off. Uh, like I, I thought it could have sounded a little bit better, but who the fuck cares? I saw it in a theater and I didn't notice that. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe it, it was, was just just, yeah. uh, just a Netflix because okay. I watched it on the Netflix. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But oh boy, I cannot recommend that so movie much enough. Fun. So much fun, and it's it's a good kind of like horror comedy that goes sort of like there are some moments where the the story transitions and you go, oh, I don't know about this, but then it totally sells you. Absolutely, there there was a couple of uh, uh, points where I'm like, like oh, wait, really? huh? Yeah, and then you just kind of go, oh, oh okay. no, I'm <laughs> totally on board with that now. Yeah, yeah, uh, because it does take a couple of little twists and turns. <laughs> I, I especially liked that by the end of the movie, it kind of becomes a Scooby Doo. Like cartoon, if oh. to, and and in the best way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Without yeah. saying, anything. I don't want to yeah. say. I don't want to say too much about that. You saw yeah. it on the Netflix, though. I did. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I will watch it too. Then. Yeah, yeah. If if you don't know what about Housebound for the listener, it's a New Zealand. Uh, yeah, it? New Zealand. Um, yeah. Uh, horror comedy in in the best kind of way. Not yeah, like, like it's it's not like the, it's not. Well, I don't want to say like the Wayans brothers because that's not horror. That's no, just, or nor is it comedy. But it's its own. It's a, it's basically like it's 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 a horror comedy in name only. That it's also it's trying to be kind of spooky, but also yeah. funny because it, it's not like whoop, whoop, fun horror comedy. But no, it, it's, it's very specific. It's type a of humor. legitimately scary at points movie. Yeah, um, and it's it's not so as much that the movie is funny as it is the people in it are funny yeah. like the characters are funny i don't know it's mm-hmm. hard to it's hard to explain but yeah. it's oh man it, just what a fucking great watch and it's it's not all that often you see like a good ghost movie where the main character is very like bullheaded about just being like oh fuck this like yeah. ghost thing you know what i mean she's not like oh i'm so scared it's more like if fucking ghost comes i'm gonna punch in the face like <laughs> she says that in the movie that's that's the great thing like she uh, at first she starts out and she's like i don't fucking believe in ghosts ghosts are stupid shut up yeah and then it and then she's like now i believe in ghosts but ghosts could suck my balls <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah man she's she's so great everyone in the movie yeah. is just fucking fantastic the, the scene i think i mentioned 
mentioned when I first talked about it was like there's a scene where a door creaks open behind her and the re- the comedic reveal that and that her character does after that is one of my like f- most hard laughed things at in so long. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, now that it's up on Netflix definitely like oh my so, goodness. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'll I'll definitely watch it again. It's, it's just it's so much fun. Sweet. Yeah. Take that shit out. Yeah. What else? Any any other watching or newsing? Uh, Newsing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I sent you guys that, uh, that the Leviathan. Oh, the Leviathan? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My goodness, that looks like something. Yeah, so the Leviathan is this like proof-of-concept three-minute teaser trailer from the director of The Last Days on Mars, I want to say. Right. Which was at a... Pr- I, I liked it, that movie more uh, than uh, most. Of Schreiber? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I liked it. Uh-huh. I thought for what it was, it was good. <laughs> I know a lot of people uh, hated uh, it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Um, I didn't really think it was very good. No, I no. liked it. I've seen worse movies about yeah, Mars. But I went into it knowing that it was like when people saw it at After Dark Film Festival, they were like, well, that's going to go straight to DVD. Mm-hmm. And rightly so. Yeah, but I, I I, liked it. It's it's a, it's an expected plot, standard script, but I liked it anyway. Yeah, I it had it, yeah again better than <laughs> Mission to Mars. Yeah, you know <laughs> some other shit. I was it was it better than uh, Mars Needs Moms? <laughs> or what about Red Planet? <laughs> That's a Val Kilmer one, right? Yeah, That's a bad movie. Yeah, Mission to Mars is Gary Sinise. I think so. Yeah, yeah. also a bad and movie. Tim Robbins. Yeah, 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 yeah. That movie's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and so the Leviathan is like a proof of concept thing that they've made. I assume to sell this movie. And I, boy, do I hope it gets old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because even if it's a shithouse movie, uh, I, I just want to see all that crazy bullshit going Fuck, on. Yeah, that's yeah. A, like, you can, I don't care if the plot is retarded uh, with that kind of thing going on. Yeah. Which, you know? Scary flying monster. Scary flying monster. Give me more, please. Although I would say there's like too many movies then called Leviathan. Yeah, yeah. Come up, like, come up with another fucking uh, too name. many. Because then there's the Peter Weller one. There's yeah. the documentary from 2012, and there's that one last year about the the Russian coastal town that was po- apparently amazing. I did not see it though. Mm. Yeah, but a friend of mine posted about it. Supposed to be really po- good. Just yeah. posted on Facebook. Just saw Leviathan. What a th- excellent and thought provoking film. And I completely <laughs> forgot that the 2014 one happened. I'm yeah. Like, I guess it's good. <laughs> I don't. I don't know I about really like Peter thought Weller. Provoking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh right. There's like. Cultured films called the <laughs> But then I just do It provoked me to have the thought, this movie's okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that cl- look for that clip. Uh, pr- I think I think uh, it's been posted on like Ain't It Cool and a couple other places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it just, wow. Boy, are those good effects. <laughs> yeah. Super awesome. Yep. 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 What I, else? I struggled yeah. to watch things this week or to find anything good to watch. Okay. I did see a couple of things, which I'll talk about, but I tried that. Have you tried the uh, uh, Max thing on uh, Netflix? Oh, I it's have. Like, hey, yeah. you know what to watch? Play Max. Totally. Oh, that. Yeah. No, well, I don't have. I, I don't know why I would use that. <laughs> <laughs> Me well, either. Sometimes uh. I'm just I'm flipping through Netflix yeah. forever, and I'm like, Bleh. I hate it. It's so and you're horrible. Like, I need a robot to, it sucks. to suggest but a movie. It's so like playful, and like when you jump in, it's like, hey, thanks for coming back, Max. That's Let's why what I you're fucking into hate that. it. You know what? It, it reminds me of you don't know Jack. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. Right. It was the imagery and the voice. I think they got them to make it probably. Aside from like the algorithm rhythm of what movie it spits out i think yeah, they yeah, yeah. were like you are in charge of the user experience really yeah, that's yeah. really weird because i find like all the little skits and shit like that uh like surrounding you don't know jack are 
really funny. Sure. Like genuinely funny, yeah. and I just find that thing annoying. Yeah, yeah. It's like play it's like you don't know Jack, but all the prizes are terrible movies. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate that it's like, hey, what what are you in the mood for? A thriller or a romantic yeah, movie yeah. or a drama? And what I'm sometimes I'm like, none of the above. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't You've want already these. failed. Or and it always just suggests things that I guess no one's watching and they watch need to blitz get the, or whatever. Yeah, watch, <laughs> come on, just do it. Or it's like or it asks you questions like, Hey, do you like Evil Dead too? I'm like, Yeah, I totally do. Do you like uh, the thing I'm like, I love that movie how about Poltergeist yes why don't you watch 13 Ghosts yeah. <laughs> but, I but I don't want to yeah <laughs> go fuck yourself well, watch 13 I think, Ghosts I, I think it's probably predicated on like the type of person uh, yeah. yourself excluded or included mm-hmm. fuck you uh, who, who <laughs> relies on that to, yeah. to pick a movie mm-hmm. is probably not the most discerning person. I think this is true yeah my whole thing about Netflix is I f- like I feel like there's something inherently flawed, A, like about me giving ratings to movies, because yeah, like yeah. I try and rate movies when I watch them because I know it helps it, but like sometimes you're like, I loved that movie, but it was, I loved it because it was a piece of shit, you know, like I, it, I loved yeah. it in a way that was, it was so ridiculous and fun, like if I gave Miami Connection five stars, right. yeah. like is it then going to start recommending yeah. me like legitimate shit? Because sometimes right. it does that. Yeah. yeah, there should be, a, there should be rating for genuine stars yeah. and then irony stars <laughs> underneath yeah. it. Yeah. Or like if, if you really don't like a movie, sometimes I'm like, well, if I say no to this, there might be another movie like this that I love that contains the same elements. Yeah. So so, like, I don't want it to not show me some other movie similar to this one that is amazing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Maybe but, I'll love that but one. But again, like, yeah. I, I don't feel like Netflix really gets irony. So yeah. it's, you're not <laughs> But gonna... that's not ironic, though, right? Like, if I just disliked, you know, let's say I watched, I don't know, fucking Titanic, and I was like, I don't like this. And then it was like, well, no big budget, like, romance movies. <laughs> oh, so then oh, I'd be oh, like, well, maybe one of those I will love. Yeah, yeah I just right. don't like this one. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, that's a, why yeah, I yeah. don't. That's a why crime I don't drama. Do I gave one star, and it's like, oh, well, this guy doesn't like crime dramas. Like, no, I like it when they're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why I don't ra- that I don't ra- that's why and also because I I pay for Netflix. I'm not doing your fucking work for you. <laughs> Do it yourself, Netflix. Get some good content. Yeah. Um but I did see something really awesome on uh Netflix. I saw a documentary called uh, Supermensch. Okay. Oh, uh, the Mike, uh, Myers Mike Myers. One. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, about Shep Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. I really wasn't in the mood to watch a documentary, um, but my wife had been watching it. And she saw about a half an hour, and she's like, "I'll put it back to the beginning." And I was kind of like, "I don't. Uh, all right." <laughs> I just, you know, documentary. Not always in the mood. Yeah. Uh, and uh, fucking what a great movie! <laughs> it is. Such I- an- interesting life this guy has put together is mike myers in it does he yes. he features himself he is but not very much mm. uh just he just kind of relays a story at one point sort oh, of okay. in the middle of the film he's, he's not really present in it he doesn't he doesn't michael moore the whole thing no not at all and it's basically it's just it just goes through this guy's career um who is like the most fascinating talent manager you could imagine yeah and the stories that he tells are all really interesting. Uh, and uh, the life this guy's had is just the, the most absolutely insane thing in the world. Yeah. And it's all just built on him doing it himself. Like, he just found himself in these situations. But he has quite a nice outlook on life and, like, how you're supposed to deal with people. Like, this guy who's an, an excellent networker, 
he knows everyone in every facet of entertainment, actors, musicians, and shit like that, and is like the perfect networker, which you would accept, assume to be kind of like a shady guy. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. And he's very open opportunistic, about doing kinda. a bunch of coke and smoking weed and all kinds of stuff like that. But when he was trying to break Alice Cooper, he was, you know, they they had they were they had no money as they're you know making their way across California or whatever, and they would give bad checks at motels and then like skip out the window or whatever. <laughs> but then when they when it got into money, he went back to all these places and, with and real checks and went, sorry, oh, I gave you a bad check last that's year. That's amazing. Oh, Here's that's money. awesome. Yeah. I was like, well, this is bananas. I've yeah. never heard of anybody like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. They would actually do that. Um, now, he's not a perfect guy. He's totally like a kind of gross womanizer in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, it's a really fucking interesting story. Uh, yeah, right. And you just go through his career as, start, as like I accidentally starts managing Alice Cooper to then being where he is now where he's done he's you know he was behind blowing up the food network and like celebrity chefs that's finding, great so you know, <laughs> yeah sounds uh, like a terrorist it's, <laughs> I shouldn't have blown up the food network he blew up the food Went all network wrong. But all those it's, cakes uh, it's on uh, Netflix and it's an absolutely fascinating watch um, yeah, yeah, I, I that's that's when I, I remember listening to the uh, WTF with with uh, Mike Myers and thinking right. first of all, oh, Mike Myers seems much more relatable than I'd assumed he would be. Yeah, and uh, uh, and then and him talking about it and going like, wow, that does sound genuinely interesting. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I I had a blast watching it. It was just so like, holy fuck! Like every five or ten minutes, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, this life, holy Jesus, Lord. Uh, uh, I don't really want to give away his stories or tell yeah. his stories. It's just if you if you find uh, you know do it yourself uh, people in the entertainment industry uh, industry interesting, then definitely fucking check it. I out. heard it was really good. Yeah, it is yeah. really good, and it's well directed. It's at a good pace, and it's uh, it's really informative without being bogged down. You know, it's it's really it, they got a, they got the right talking heads to talk in this. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. Awesome. It's a short too. It's like ninety minutes. It's great. Sweet. Mm-hmm. How about you, uh, Dan? Dan. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched Dan. a couple things. Um, one that'll get two that'll get out of the way super quick. I don't want to dwell on them. I watched a horror movie on Netflix called Honeymoon that I had heard good things about. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a debut film from the director Lee Janik and she has been sort of like assistant director on a bunch of major films. I feel like I know that name somehow. I don't know. She's been a, like an AD on a lot of movies, like bigger movies, but this is like she wrote and directed it. It's about like a newlywed couple and they're uh, they're going out to a cabin in the woods because it's a horror movie uh, <laughs> yeah. to spend their honeymoon and sort of uh, a light appears in the in the in the woods and shines on her and weird things start happening. That's what I'll say about the about the plot. Um it was pretty good, better than I thought it was going to be. I would definitely recommend it, but it is a little rocky at moments. Um, the ending is kind of expected, and the, the the first thing that happens in this movie is that they go to the the cabin and like they go in and it's his cabin and or no, it's her cabin and she's showing him around and they're like the actory like the most actory actors that ever acted because oh, she's, I don't, I don't she's like giving that. this like theatrical like and this is a kitchen and I was like <laughs> I was like oh, I don't know about this movie that's gross it, but it does turn into a little bit better in terms of acting she's from uh, uh, fuck I'm gonna forget it. her name is uh, Rose Leslie and she is from Game of Thrones oh oh um, oh yeah 
So she plays Ygritte. The grit, yeah. <laughs> One yeah, of those, yeah. yeah. So she's like they're they're both actually really good, and it gets to some really interesting places, and it's all kind of rooted in. It reminded me a little bit of the one I love, oh, um, yeah. but more of a horror movie take on it. I would have liked more, like delving into that kind of like theme mm-hmm. and and the things that come with it. But uh, it's worth a watch if you are looking for a horror movie on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. And don't aren't expected to be blown away, but are expected to be like, that's better than most. Yeah. Sure. Um, right. And then the other really quick one I wanted to talk about, because we're going to talk about it on Time Bandits, mm-hmm. is that I watched uh, oh, Nightbreed. Nightbreed for the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Clive Barker's. <laughs> what? Uh, do you want to wait to talk about I what think you we thought should wait to talk. I think you should wait. I don't even want to hear anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I want to say one thing. Okay. I know they just released the... Cabal cut director's edition, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I am gonna <laughs> because that's unnecessary. If we're gonna do it, if we're gonna do it for time bandits, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna loop back and watch the extended cut. Yeah. But I will say that from watching the theatrical cut, there are things in this movie that cannot be fixed by a director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> like too true, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I don't yeah. think more of no, this movie would there's make it no better. more that's gonna fix what you've seen. Yeah. I well, do. This was longer. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, I hated this movie. No, there's lots absolutely to like, not. Yeah. I've seen. I, you can't you can't get on board yeah <laughs> by by more of a boring movie <laughs> no well uh, the effects kept me interested yeah oh, the yeah, yeah the makeup is fantastic and, uh, of things yeah you know, i love the sets. Uh, the, the, the the button eye mask yeah. killer look that's wicked yeah. totally but, but uh, we'll save it for a Time anyway, Bandits yeah, episode. Oh, conversation Jesus, you said soon. that, and I was about to just spoil yeah. something huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, oh, I mean, the, the, that movie essentially spoils it. Well, yeah. yeah. No, there are lots of cool sets, and, and mm-hmm. just but there's something about Clive Barker, his direction, and I think that there's this a little is, silly pants. Yeah, there's <laughs> some silly shit in there. Yeah. He put on his silly director's <laughs> yeah. pants, it's, which is weird because like he directed the silliest job person, Hellraiser, and I think he did a really good job of that. I would That's agree. Really, the tone and like the, I like that one, that yeah. movie is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We'll save it for Time Bandits yeah, this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I have one more to talk about, but I'll save it. What else? All right. Well, I've I saw a couple of other things. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched uh, Maria Bamford's special, special, special. Oh, yeah. It, oh, uh, is that the one just for parents? Yes. Yeah, I, I've seen like half of it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't turn it off because I didn't like it. I no, just, likewise. I yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's, I think, my favorite thing I watched this week. It's crazy. It's... Uh, well, yes, in that Marie Bamford is uh, is a uh, uh, insane. <laughs> well, she's a, she's an eccentric individual. She's a, I think she's wildly brilliant. She's absolutely oh, brilliant, yeah. and it's it's the and fact kind that, of underrated. Oh, entirely yeah. underrated. Mm-hmm. But but I, again, I think a lot some of that is her controlling her own her own um, career. Yeah. and getting in the way of herself. Yeah, uh, which she fully says, you know, and admits. But uh, it's it. It's one of the most unique stand-up specials, oh, and yeah. not just because she's doing it in front of her parents, which is fascinating too. Yeah. But the but the way it flows and the way it's these these terrifyingly brilliant and caustic uh, 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 observations mm-hmm. couched in this like oh, I'm just a little weirdo <laughs> kind of like yeah. uh, uh, thing. It's 
the the contrast of that is is yeah. fucking jarring. Yeah, and, and for the listener, just her parents. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, her her, oh, and, her parents uh, yeah. and uh, Wayne Fetterman. Yeah. who she has like it's all in in her living room. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wayne Fetterman's playing piano, like being her like <laughs> piano guy, and she got like the crew around her and everything. Yeah, but but. Uh, but it, it's not like oh, it's a stand-up, and my parents are in the audience no, too. No, it's, it's, no, they're the audience. Yeah, they're <laughs> the whole audience. And, yeah, uh, I've been meaning to watch the rest of it. Yeah. Oh boy, it's uh, it's fucking amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Some of the funniest and like some of the funniest jokes, like just flat out, like oh my god, that's a fucking brilliant yeah. joke. And also some like some really amazing insights into what it's like to be kind of mentally unbalanced sometimes. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, man, really, uh, uh, really fucking hit home yeah, for me. She's something special. Yeah, totally she really is. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie that I watched, I think, well, this is a good time to loop back to the thing that I was going to say. So I watched Frank this oh. week. Um, speaking of sort of you know mm-hmm. weird, um, yeah, quirky yeah. people. Um, because you you watched this, Casey, and mm-hmm. and and you said you you liked it. I said, uh, yeah, I think I, there were some reservations. I, I liked it, but it was, uh, um. An indie movie, yeah, because I I loved it. <laughs> it's oh, did working. You? I loved it. You did, and, I... and it was p- partially maybe because I went in expecting kind of just like I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this. Yeah, and for the most part, um, I didn't think that the like quirky indie style ever got too much. But for a large part portion of the movie, it's very just like this is what I would expect. I feel like yeah. if it didn't have the funny thing is the quirkiest thing about it is Michael Fassbender's character. And if it didn't have him in it, it would have been out of control quirky. The weird, like, uh, it's, yeah, he I weirdly that. anchors that movie yeah. with his performance. I, I, I absolutely loved his performance. Oh, his performance is amazing, yeah. and and the movie wouldn't be what the movie is without him, except for the thing that really put it over the top for me was the ending. And I won't spoil too much, but I do want to talk a little bit about the ending. I, I think what this movie does at the end is kind of... I don't know, quietly or subtly brilliant. I think oh, a- the, the final act of this movie changes the whole movie in a way that isn't like, pulled the rug out from you now, think about the movie and think about the parts. It's more just like, I don't know, like the, what this movie goes, is saying. The movie kind of goes like, we've all been having a really good time tonight. <laughs> but seriously. But in but a it way does that it works. In a, in, a, in a really beautifully honest way. And in a way that I think lesser movies would have done the opposite of what this movie does at the end. Yeah. Specifically, like there's a, a portion of the movie where they go to his parents' house. And, you know, yeah. it, it's not a spoiler to say that, like, a, a lot of this movie is based around, like, why is he wearing that hat or mm-hmm. that head thing? Mm-hmm. And the movie doesn't, you know explain it away with like oh you know he had a bad childhood or like this and that happened to him it actually explains it away in the exact opposite like yeah it just goes well yeah some people are like this and and Mm -hmm. some people like the way that the frank character is obsessed with music some people just have something that even though they can't you know get things to work outside of music or outside of whatever their little interest is when they are in this little interest mm-hmm. it just things explode brightness yeah. amazingness you know and mm-hmm. and i think what this movie does at the end of the movie is just so fucking perfect with that absolutely and and there, there's yeah. a lot of elements of it that uh, that i really like and it's all based on on a, a sort of uh, loosely based i think right yeah yeah and and that that was i think the thing that i didn't like that like was the makeup of the band it's like oh this guy's the sort of gormless uh i don't know what's going on i'm just finding a rock band but then there's these two you know quirky 
tough guy characters who don't speak any English, and they just I sit don't, in the corner I like and be them naughty. A lot. <laughs> I just found it. I like them all. Ugh, I, I, it, just, it got a little sticky. Okay, yeah. I didn't find that. It, yeah. it definitely made me want to like rent a cabin and go make weird music. Oh my god, it totally <laughs> made me do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I totally get that. I thought um, uh, Scooty, Scooty G, what's his name? Scooty Scoot McNary? Yeah. Uh, he's fantastic. Yeah. I like that guy. No, um, I, I was really surprised, especially by the ending. I thought it was so, so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. Definitely check it out. Mm. It's yeah. on Netflix, too. I will check that shit out. Yeah. yeah. On Netflix. Uh, totally. What else I checked out on Netflix? What? What did you, what did you check on out? On Canadian Netflix, uh, because all the regions are different. Um, they did, it just popped up there in the new releases. I decided to watch Transformers: Age of Extinction. Oh, what did you think of that? Of, of those four hours, you saw that, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Um, holy shit, that's a terrible movie. <laughs> just, what? What about that movie? Other than <laughs> T.J. and even T.J. Miller is like, ha, there's some stuff with him that's just like, yeah, nope, no, um. Nope. Yeah. Pedophile. Nope. Shia LaBeouf wasn't the problem with this franchise. Amazingly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so horrible. Yeah. And confusing. And um, I didn't finish it. I did. I did a little okay. over two hours, and I was like, "Listen, I'm done here." You didn't. But the, 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 a little. Well, that that is commendable. Yeah. But the thing is, the crazy thing is, you didn't see the whole thing, and you didn't miss anything. No, I'm like, certain I did. You saw a certain amount of that movie. You've seen the whole thing. Yeah. It just keeps doing that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I want to say it's the worst one, but what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't this even think maybe it is. the worst franchise ever for like a large scale thing that they've made a part four of. Yeah. They just, there's not, there's not a good one anywhere. They're all just, terrible. you know, I had a lot of time for the first one when it first came out. Me too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I think you remove some of, I think the, the elements of the first one that are irksome are comparably minor to the direct. Like, yeah. some of the comedy's dumb and it's pretty stupid overall. But, yeah. like, as far as if I want to see a movie with robots fighting each other, but it see, does But see, I didn't fine. want to see a movie with robots fighting each Transformers. other. Transformers. I wanted to see Transformers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And these are all these pointy fellas. It's, I don't know who any of them are. They should, they should by all intents and purposes, just call it pointy Robot, fellas. Yeah. Pointy, pointy robots <laughs> yeah. don't get along. Yeah. <laughs> or have any conversations with each other. None of these robots really talk to each other, so I don't know... Like I don't know what their thing is. Like, yeah. and it's always all a, fighting, and it's Optimus Prime and five new Autobots every fucking movie, except yeah. for Bumblebee who doesn't fucking talk. I'm like, are we still doing this? Does anyone like this that Bumblebee can't yeah. talk? <laughs> I mean, just get people, somebody. People keep going. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. They really just do, and I don't understand because I don't know anyone who's like, oh, because, they're pretty good. No, I don't know because, anyone who's like that because it's something to watch. It's yeah, something yeah. to see. And yeah. I'm dumb. I'll watch anything. And I watch. <laughs> no, see that, but that's a problem. You're not. You will <laughs> well, watch anything. Yes. Yeah. But you're not dumb. Well, but I can really tune out and just enjoy some of these things. But part of it is because I really liked Transformers when I was a kid. And I'm like, I don't. Why, why didn't you just make Transformers in yeah. the movie? Yeah. I, I already have to suspend my, suspend my disbelief that the robots from another planet are yeah. speaking English and having <laughs> right. a war. I've got that part down. I can yeah, do yeah. that part I'll, myself. I'm fucking totally down for it. Yeah. But because they keep on introducing names of Transformers like Galvatron and Soundwave and Shockwave and all these like Transformers that I am aware of but are not those at all like you you can't do that with anything else you can't you know adapt 
Stephen King's It and decide that Pennywise the Clown is a fucking uh, a can of tuna. <laughs> now, you know, uh, like, I don't, don't know. <laughs> you know. I would see that just, movie. They're just lying to me. It's like it's, it's Soundwave, and now he's a worm. Like he was a <laughs> yeah. tape deck. That's why it's uh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, was he the worm or was that shock? I don't even know. Uh, who's it doesn't matter. I, I don't. I don't know either because it it basically is just the movie for like three hours. Them shouting. Names that of Transformers that sound familiar to yeah. you, but nothing else is familiar to you. So you're just like, it's just this barrage of hateful Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah did yeah. did you get to the part where? And I haven't seen the movie, but I know from Casey's viewing and from yeah. the reviews at the time, yeah. they disposed of a character in a particularly worrisome way at some point in that one. Like they murdered somebody, and the characters were all just like, anyway, moving on or something, and it was they like borderline one of them apart near the beginning. Okay, right. uh, do you mean when you say character? Do you mean like a, a human person? Oh, like somebody oh. or somebody dies in the movie? Yeah, I remember. You, cer- oh. you certainly saw that because oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. happens right away. Yeah. Right away. Yeah, I heard people were pretty upset about the way that movie the movie treated that moment. Yeah, no one really cared. Uh, yeah, nobody like, cared. Ah, uh, all right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck about spoiling it. No, um, it, at this it, point, no. Yeah. Um, it, well, it's because he was the um, the comic relief. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, he was very funny for this little part, or he was supposedly very funny for this yeah. little part. Right. And now we don't need that anymore because now we're just getting into the action part. So let's just uh, fucking kill him. And then it's like, okay, well, let's just go on yeah. with, with what we're doing. Like, yeah. th- they're... They never the movie doesn't need or... him anymore. No, so no. It, it's just like eh, just get going. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty. It's really really horrible. This movie, Michael yeah, Bay. I mean, we all know, but come on, man. Yeah. It really does. Feel and I don't like... think the, I don't like. It's not even. It doesn't even look look particularly good. I don't no, think the doesn't. action is very. good. I can't tell what's going on. No, it's still that. Like it's still that thing where it's just shards of robot. Yeah. filling the the screen. Do you think you could make a movie out of all of them and edited it all down? Like some of the action scenes probably look cool regardless of what the I plot leading up of, to like, and out of it. I can't it. think of a single moment of action through these four movies where, where I'm like, we're, well, we're, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Or, okay. Or memorable in any way. Yeah. Or I see what's going on here. Yeah. yeah. Remember <laughs> when those two robots grabbed each other and then spun in a circle? That's th- every movie. Every yeah. single All fucking the time. movie. And one of them will skid backwards on a highway. So. Yeah. <laughs> Except, okay, granted, this one has Kelsey Grammer for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a nightmare. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't finish it. I'm just I, I, maybe I'll watch the end because I imagine it's just like 40 minutes of shit blowing up. Yeah, but you, I won't give you a already fuck. Saw I don't it. care, man. You already saw the, the rest of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Not necessarily. Like, there's more. There's really like two more slotted to come. I'm like, yeah. just fucking stop. It's weird when you start to feel like more and more with Michael Bay's movies, it just starts to feel like. It's uncomfortable like he's waving his dick in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally. for three hours. It's like, uh, it's getting close to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it's uh, what a pile of shit. Yeah. I don't know sucks. if there's anything else I was going to say. Oh, why, why? It's just, I don't, I don't like how any of the, first off, I don't recognize any of the Transformers. No. Uh, and why just, they, one of them has a beard. <laughs> that is weird. Well, I mean, in the the one before that, one of them had testicles, so <laughs> they gotta. Uh, it'd be nice if one of these people involved with making these movies had maybe seen a Transformers cartoon before, or yeah. knew what they looked like, or knew that they didn't have testicles. Yeah, or had the forethought to think maybe robots don't have beards. Yeah, or smoke cigars. Why do you have a fucking cigar? That's it's that's, so stupid. Yeah. And one of them's a samurai. 
Why? He's that's, an alien that's, robot from somewhere else. Yeah, like what has has that alien co-opted yeah, Japanese oh, we got, culture? Oh, we hired Ken Watanabe, so we better make yeah. this guy a samurai. So we better... Otherwise, people won't understand. We kind of have to make it racist, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we do. We don't have any other racist characters in this one. No, no. Yeah. We oh. gotta have at least one. What a bunch of fucking garbage. Yeah. yeah. Speaking uh, of uh, uh, movies that deal with racism. Yes. Uh, sorry, were you done with... Uh, I think so. All right. I'll start yelling if I think uh, anything else. <laughs> You'll start yelling more. <laughs> right. Um, uh, I watched a movie called uh, Dear White People. Oh, oh, I've been wanting to see that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay. This game, it's a weird movie to, to try to get around because, by and large, it is not a good movie. Oh, yeah? No? Uh, n- no. Uh, the, like, the way it's actually made, um, it is not a compelling movie. Mm-hmm. It would have been very, very compelling had it just been a lecture. Oh, okay. Uh, because this movie has so many fucking fascinating things to say. Mm. I can't say don't watch the movie, but don't expect a good movie because right. it's 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 very boring. But it brings up these fascinating points that me as as like a white guy who came from one of the whitest uh, small towns in Ontario. Yeah. Um, my like my knowledge of of other cultures like from from a a, a point of experience is, yeah. is very limited i mean now it's limited to the last 20 years because that's basically how long i've been in toronto but mm. uh, i mean the most formative of my years were in a very very whitewashed place yeah um uh and in a very covertly racist place not very covertly racist but somewhat covertly racist place as it will be when you've got one culture yeah that dominates everything mm-hmm. um and so, it's the 80s. Uh, well, yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this movie has a lot of great points and a lot of great acting. The kid from... Um, uh, the, the, the star of the movie is the kid from Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's the oh, kid who plays young that. Chris. Yeah. And uh, uh, that guy is going to be... That guy needs to be something fucking big because yeah. he's fantastic. And there's a couple of other people in it, too, that, that, that are really great. Mm-hmm. Um here's the tricky thing about this movie is that all of the white characters are um, terrible people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Except there's one semi-sympathetic white person, but he's extremely two-dimensional. But the movie makes a point of kind of saying, like, uh, uh, you know, popular culture... Um, every black person, every notable black person in popular culture, mm. you know, like in, in movies and, and stuff like yeah. that, is so two dimensional sure. and not and not or true just to a life. stereotype. Yeah, or just yeah. a shitty stereotype. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it, and this movie has you know complex black characters that that are dealing with not only black, um, uh, uh specifically black issues, but you know, human issues. Yeah. Uh, which which watching this movie i was just like you don't fucking see that you don't see black people dealing with human issues yeah. that's mm-hmm. fucked up yeah and it's fucked up that i didn't think of that or or yeah. maybe i have thought of that but in in such a like in such an overt way this movie kind of just kind of goes hey guess what black <laughs> people are all types of different people yeah um and 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 in that way it succeeds fantastically but overall as a movie it's just it's not compelling right okay hmm. but again i, I would say it. yeah i would yeah. say curious see it because me too like i think a, i think white people should really fucking see this movie yeah, yeah. um 
it, yeah, it's no, just too bad that yeah. it's that it's and 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 it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to say too much more about it. Okay, but, or, or uh, rather, I want to say a million other things about it. Right, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been meaning to check that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to. Yeah, look, first time feature length for this director. I yeah. guess. so. Yeah, well, you know, and the thing is, the script is actually really, or or rather, I keep saying script when I mean dialogue. Uh, the dialogue is is at points great. And there's some really great lines and stuff like that. Yeah. But it also feels very um, scripty. Yeah. And also the direction uh, seems very Wes Anderson-y. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly so. I mean, to the point where there's like little placards and and act breaks and things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That are kind of like unnecessary for this movie. Kind of incongruous. All right. Um, I'm going to watch that. Totally. Yeah. Anything else? I think that's uh, for for my list of stuff. Oh, uh, I have something for a transition later into film roulette, but uh, I don't know. What are uh, we thinking? Yeah, I, I think saw something else. I'll bring up. All right, because uh, I, I didn't. I have another movie I didn't finish, but for different reasons. There's uh, sleepy reasons that I didn't yeah. finish. <laughs> I fell asleep watching this uh, movie. I think I think Dan, you've talked about this. Okay, I don't remember though, and if you did, it was quite a long time ago. Yeah, uh, I watched a uh, a movie from 1982 called The Sender. Yes, uh, I have seen that, and yeah. I love it. Yes, yeah, I seem to remember you talking. Yeah, about that. yeah, yeah. I um, I I remember I watched it randomly and was like, "How the fuck are people talking about this more?" Yeah, it stars uh, what's his name, Zelko Ivanek. Uh, uh, let me get it up here. He's a character actor that you've seen in a thousand things. Yeah, let me see. If you ever watched the, Oz, he played uh, uh, Devlin, the uh, the governor in it. Uh, anyway, or is he this? Anyway. Uh, um, yeah, Zelko Ivanek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't finish it because I fell asleep, uh, but I, I initially tossed it on not remembering that you talked about yeah. it. And then uh, Athena and I were trying to fall asleep, and we're like, let's just put this on just from the 80s. Yeah. It's a, you know... A Netflix? Psychological. Yeah, it's on... What region is it on? It's not on Canadian. I think it's on Ireland or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's probably on a few. But anyway, yeah. um, it's about a patient in a mental institution who is telepathically yeah. influencing those around him, yeah. both doctors and patients. Yeah, yeah. he can like... Uh, the IMDb description calls it... Tra- he can transmit his dreams and visions into the yeah. minds of people around him. Right. And it starts so like... Whoa. Oh, my God. The Whoa. movie basically starts <laughs> with him like waking up in the middle of nowhere or yeah. whatever. And, and, and he's walking into the lake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, but yeah, I, we put it on just be like, well, this is probably something easy to sort of drift off yeah. to because you know, we watched 10 minutes and we're like... This is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cannot go to sleep watching this. We tried another night, but then it just fell asleep because we yeah. did. But uh, yeah, I saw, you know, 75%, 80% of the movie, and I was just like, this is fucking fantastic. It's so good. A of really, there's a couple of cheese ball parts or some oh, yeah. questionable acting. There's this great scene when uh, some electroshock therapy is going to be employed, and it's such a fucking cool scene, yeah. except for this one guy who makes <laughs> this face in it. And I'm like, why did you make that face? The scene is so good, and you're being an asshole. Yeah, oh, it's the worst. Because I, I, it's like my favorite scene in the movie so far, except for this guy's like, uh, so ugh, stupid face. There's some but, really crazy stuff near the end too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, I can't wait to finish it. But I just wanted to bring it up, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I wanted. I was pretty sure you had talked about it, but I just couldn't remember. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I I believe that when I talked about it, a couple people messaged the account on Twitter or my account on Twitter. I can't remember saying like, oh, like 
like good on you for talking about that movie because like I love it and I don't know a lot of people and it is one of those movies that I think <laughs> and I don't know a lot of people in general. Those are two separate things. No, like and I don't. <laughs> oh, like, good on you for talking about that because I love that movie and, and I don't very know lonely. a lot of people. <laughs> no, like and I don't know a lot of people that talk about it because it is. Mm. I think it did get like some good reviews when it came out, it's but Quentin also Tarantino's favorite horror film of 1982. Yeah, it got like. It, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I hate about Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> that you know that. Yeah. <laughs> I well, just read it. It's the only piece of trivia yeah. on the movie. And but, I think, but, I, I, <laughs> but you hear that all the time. People talk about a movie and go, "Oh, that's actually Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie of 1997." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, fuck him for putting out that list." All I over think the when place. we talked about it first, I said that, and then Casey, you were like, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, then I stand firm in my belief that he needs to shut it, his yap. It just—it is a movie that is like I could see. Pe- I've read some reviews where people say like, "This is." trash it, like it sucks and yeah. and it is i think one of those movies that you should watch and and some people may find it divisive but it's just so odd and so atmospheric and the kind of atmosphere that it has is this weird like queasy like you don't really know what's going on and it's so it's presented like and then there's like these weird action like slow-mo things that happen near the end it's fucking awesome and it's yeah. such a cool high concept yeah, it's just one of those like they don't make them like this anymore. I I loved it when I watched it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Definitely, it's good. Uh, oh, also, uh, listeners. Yeah, I realize I'm talking about a guy fucking and his opinion on movies on my movie podcast. <laughs> I fucking get it. <laughs> that guy's movie He's that he loved. He's a brilliant to... filmmaker, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's true. He only makes great yeah. movies. What a lazy bastard. Fuck that guy for having a favorite movie from 1982. <laughs> anyway, my favorite thing I watched this week was... <laughs> <laughs> We're all Let me guilty. Tell you my thoughts. Me. <laughs> We're all guilty as charged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, well, I, I don't want to hear other people's opinions. I, <laughs> I just want to put mine out <laughs> to hear my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely check that one out for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna finish it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not because you guys told me to. Yeah, because Quentin Tarantino yeah. told me to. <laughs> um, well, if there's nothing else, nope. before we get to film roulette, we can shout out something cool that just happened in Toronto. Uh, local rap group. Backburner oh, yeah. Yeah. just put out a new record, mm-hmm. and you, if you listen to our other show, Time Bandits, you'll know Word Burglar and Timbuktu, hopefully, and if you don't, you're uh, crazy, You're crazy because they're amazing, and they just put out the new album, Eclipse. Uh, this is, their last album, Heatwave, was like one of the better rap uh, albums of the past few years, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's like a hip-hop collective, like uh, you got Word Burglar and all the guys from Swamp Thing and more or less, and like a yeah. whole scene of people this is essentially um like a, a, a group of uh artists coming together to do like scenario yeah a tribe called quest but for an entire like album albums full of of something <laughs> that's cool yeah, it's all crew like yeah. super fun crew oh, rap man it's so great every and song's an anthem but not in a way that tires you out in a way no yeah, like, i love this so good and they did it twice now because i loved uh the first one but the, yeah. yeah this is fucking great yeah. I was intending to uh, hook us up with it because they gave me a CD. Thanks, uh, Tim, for the free CD. Uh, but uh, I didn't bring it or uh, give a file to Casey. So next yeah. week we'll, we'll yeah, play yeah. a track from it. Yeah. So yeah. for for or, now, or uh, send me send me um, MP3s. 
Mm-hmm. I'm talking directly to the band right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, don't listen. Yeah. Send me MP3s, and I'll put them on the. Uh, I'll, I'll put them on the end of the recording. Yeah. Yeah. So for the listeners, for now, you can go to handsolorecords.com, or if you want to go to their Bandcamp, they have a label Bandcamp. You can go mm-hmm. to handsolorecords.bandcamp.com. Yep. Uh, Eclipse is the newest release there. Uh, and after you listen to and enjoy that, you can find a bunch of their other releases there. Uh, recommended from us would be anything by Swamp Thing. Uh, they got a Word Burglar album on there. The Chokeleys album, Stay Up, which really grew on me. I love that album. Oh, yeah. Really, yeah. really good. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. Handsolorecords.bandcamp.com mm-hmm. for sure. And then uh, if you would also like to support us, you can go to modernsuperior.com slash donate. Or just go to modernsphere.com and click on the donate button, and there's lots of options for you there. And uh, we'll keep it short this week, and we'll get right into Film Roulette. Let's do it. Yeah. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week, the two high rollers got to go see Run All Night and the low roller gets to go see something shitty. This week, the loser was The Cobbler, but the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Uh, Last week, we were given Nickelback at the hands of Greg and we will roll for movies next week and more. But first, let's get into Film Roulette. Uh, you guys get to take this one away, I believe. Um, yeah. you watched the 2015 film Run All Night with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, uh, directed by the same director as, uh, the plane one that he was in. What was that one called? Oh, uh, uh he, Liam Neeson on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, nonstop. <clears throat> nonstop. Yep. He was also the same director of Unknown. Or on no one N, because it had a one in the... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this IMDb describes this film as mobster and hitman Jimmy Conlin, almost said Jimmy Colin, <laughs> has one night to figure out where his loyalties lie with his estranged son, Mike, whose life is in danger, or his longtime best friend, mob boss, Sean McGuire, who wants Mike to pay for the death of his own son, starring Liam Neeson, Ed Harris, and more. Uh, why don't you guys tell me about this movie, because... It looked pretty good. We all thought the trailer looked yeah, like... the maybe trailer this, looked fucking amazing. Yeah, maybe this will be the one. Um, what's going on? What's going on with Run All Night? Hey, Greg, what did you think of Run All Night? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what's going on with this movie? Oh, Run All Night. I was really stoked about this. <laughs> Me too. It looked fucking awesome. Yeah, a uh, very good cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I like Liam Neeson quite a bit. Ed Harris. Love Ed Harris. Totally awesome. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. I didn't know he was in this. I didn't know Nick Nolte was in this. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Um, It's like a who's who of like, yeah, crime, gritty, cool movies. I don't know what I think of Joel Kinnaman. Um, I'll tell you what I think of him. (laughs) I think he's terrible. I didn't mind him in this. I liked him in this more than I did in Robocop. Uh, Robocop. uh, Robocop. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought that he should have switched it up. Because I thought in RoboCop he seemed like a very lazy RoboCop, <laughs> and in this movie he's intense. Yeah, he does the right thing all the time because his dad's a fuckface. <laughs> okay, I uh, I really really liked the first half an hour of this movie. I really really liked 
the whole thing, but it's a shitty movie. Yeah. Now, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. I didn't not enjoy myself. I, I enjoy... <laughs> like, it's so watchable. Yeah. It's just fucking stupid. But it started so good. I was, like, so down. I'm like, I fucking... I like these relationships, how they're being put together. I, I like, think the acting is pretty good. I like Liam Neeson playing a real fucking loser. Fuck I, yeah, I thought, man. I, was I so, thought he was fucking great at man, that. Man, the setup was so good, and then I feel like the, the writing got lazy in just how things oh, are going to get connected and get rolling. I thought rolling. it started out lazy. I, like, I, well, because well, at the beginning, it's just a, a lot of character development, and you're kind of getting a picture of everybody. But and I liked the kid who plays... Uh, uh, Ed Harris's son. Oh, see, I didn't like him at all. Oh, I like because I, I thought, thought he was both good. him and and Joel Kinnaman were just acting their tits off. Yeah, I, I've seen that kid in a few things. He was in Skeleton Twins and uh, who was he in Skeleton he's Twins? The one he was that, the instructor. Uh, yeah, the the scuba instructor. Is that right? Yeah, I've seen him in a couple of things. I'm like, he's all right. I think he's a good actor. Um, Oh, I didn't like him in this. I thought he played like uh, I. I don't like it anymore when a bad guy is a bad guy. Yeah, like I, I want a little more complexity to a bad guy. Yeah, well, and I think he offered up at least some character to it. I think he was written very one note, and this yeah. is the problem with this movie is that they they accidentally maybe had a really good setup but didn't know how to run with it. Yeah, because there's too many times where you have to suspend your disbelief and just be like, well, I I guess they'd let him leave that restaurant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like. Like, like, uh, oh, okay, so he punched the one guy in the throat, but yeah. the other guy was like, uh, okay, I guess. I, <laughs> I could easily catch up to yeah. him, but uh, I've been walking all day. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, they just let him leave the restaurant. And also, found myself at some points going, well, now why is everything on fire? Yeah. There was <laughs> this a lot is of... completely ridiculous. And I did not care for Common in this movie. Uh, is that who that was? Yeah. Oh, he was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that too. I heard like this movie's really well cast, except for Common, who's like miscast or like not yeah. doing very good here. Yeah, he, he's got a really big fat head now. <laughs> I didn't. Know or that when it was him. shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but yeah, I, maybe his head's much smaller now. I yeah. Don't know. <clears throat> but I did enjoy myself for the most part. A couple of scenes were super draggy, like the longest, most boring car chase in the world. Oh, no. Yeah. God, and, that did not need to happen. And all the knocking on of doors. I was like, look, move it along. I don't care about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some some scenes, I'm like, wow, well shot. Other scenes, I'm like, why'd you do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I, I, I really didn't like the, um, the direction because it, it really felt like kind of early 2000s like yeah. ooh it's so super stylized it's like we were at we're, this scene happens in this area of the city and then and then like the camera just picks up and, and moves to another part of the city like in this like super stylized kind Which of shitty way I was going to get on board with if we were going to have a really well detailed like run from the cops and the mob through this city to get like a warriors type thing where like we've got to get from downtown to Coney Island because right. the trailer kind of makes it out like and, that yeah right and oh I, yeah and but the title of the movie called run all night yeah <laughs> yeah but they don't really run no, all they night just, they just, it's it should be called go places all night because <laughs> they do they go a bunch they of different do places. Some places but it's not a high octane thrill no ride. no so I was I was disappointed because I put too much expectation on yeah this me movie. too now. If you watch, and I think you should watch this movie. If you like a Liam Neeson action film, this is 
a little bit better than the rest of them because it does have some scenes with good acting. It does I have sir, some scenes I, with good dialogue. I definitely don't think that this was better than A Walk Among the Tombstones. I don't know if it's an, better than that, but it didn't have irritating kid sidekick in it. That's, <laughs> that's It started out like it was, was going to have an irritating going kid to, sidekick, and I'm like, like what? And then later, like, is, nah. that in, is that in Liam Neeson's contract now? <laughs> that there at least has to be one in the film? <laughs> but uh, And then he's like, anyway, I don't need you anymore. I got the yeah. contract done. Uh, yeah. But but and and even that like that little plot point with the kid yeah uh, it was like okay well obviously this is going to pay off in a certain way yeah and they didn't try to be clever with it or anything no no but it no. was also they like, didn't like work in his boxing to the storyline yeah, like, yeah like the uh, Jeff Goldblum's kid in Jurassic World I'm gonna gymnastics <laughs> this fucking dinosaur <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I uh, love it. Historically, <laughs> that's the only way you can beat a dinosaur. Grind. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. With gymnastics, <laughs> with beautiful, graceful gymnastics. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, Ed Harris is fucking great. Yeah, in this yeah, movie. yeah. I, man, he's just awesome. Nice to see him in a, I don't know, theatrical release again. I feel like it's been a while. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It was I mean, something on it, a larger scale, or he gets to be a heavy at least. You know. And weirdly, I was thinking because I felt like this movie wasn't very well written, but yeah. the scene in the in the restaurant is great. Um, and also, he was like, "We're going to meet back at this restaurant," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, there's going to be some cool way they they meet back at the restaurant," yeah, no. but they don't. No, no, no. Um, a couple. Of, it's like, yeah, they just accidentally gave some really fucking solid scenes to an otherwise very average movie. Yeah, because the the you know, the first scene with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in that fucking diner or whatever, yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Great, super great, yeah. Well, he's a good actor. He really is. Really, just and even when he's got nothing to like, no, nothing written well for him to say, he's like, "I'll make it compelling." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I will do something with it. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Nick Nolte still alive? That's nice. Yeah, and 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 quite lively in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because like I feel sick. like he's sure he's still alive, but yeah. barely. Yeah, <laughs> and and he he seemed to be. Exceptionally yeah. alive in this movie, <laughs> which was nice. Yeah, he was like 1988, sexiest man alive. Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest thing in the world. Seriously, because, because he's. I want to take it to the prom. <laughs> he's 2015's crankiest man alive. Certainly, he's 2015's alive man. <laughs> 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 he's People Magazine's <laughs> most barely alive. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Nick Nolte. Uh, just, but yeah, but he's also completely superfluous in this movie. Yeah, His yeah. is he all right though? Is he there. like? Does he put in he's okay? Great. Yeah, he's barely in it. Okay, yeah. but yeah, he, he does his job. He's a but fine actor. He, he made me feel like um, I, I wish he'd do another movie like Affliction or something. Yeah. You yeah. guys got to watch Warrior, man. What's wrong with oh, you? Yeah, watch I still haven't watched Warrior. It. It's such yeah. a good movie. And Nick Nolte, he was nominated for an Oscar for it, and deservedly so. It's fucking. It's an MMA movie. Great. That's it is what not. That is the thing that stops me every it time. Is not. I, I don't know what. I don't think it's because it's a sports movie. I just think it's. Do you I, watch boxing movies? Yeah, same I, fucking thing. I, I am. I yeah, am but I find boxing as retarded. As stupid as yeah. uh, uh, as MMA, but uh, listen, Raging Bull, great movie. Rocky, great movie. Look, sure. Boxing movies, it, it's that kind of sport. Tra- I don't like baseball, but I fucking love baseball movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's, it, it's not that it's not. I just haven't got around to it. I'm too busy not watching Breaking Bad. 
<laughs> we're just a sitting movie. in a silent room, <laughs> making a concerted effort not to. No, watch I will Breaking eventually Bad. watch Warrior because I've heard so many yeah. good things about Joel it. Joel Edgerton, yeah. Tom Hardy, and Nick Nolte all acting their asses off. Yeah, it's fucking great. I will watch that movie. Yeah, hundo percent. Hundo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, while I was watching Run All Night, uh, right. Like at like the kind of peak action moment where Liam Neeson's going to go all Liam Neeson. Yeah. yeah, he walks into a bar and goes off. Yeah, right at that moment. That's a great scene. I Love I it. will take your word for it because the the theater went black. Oh no! Oh. I could hear it. The sounds I could hear the distinct sounds of Liam Neeson killing people, <laughs> <laughs> but could see nothing uh, for about five. I don't know, five minutes. Like five minutes. Three, but a good three minutes of that, like that whole that whole scene we missed. No, that's and, no. That's Athena was pissed. She's like. He just got mad. I wanted to see him get mad and do some shit. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why we come here. Yeah. But so I did get free movie. Oh, passes. I was going to say, so they better give you some free. There was that. That's so, you know. Yeah. So if you lose this week, you can use them to see whatever crap we <laughs> Exactly. So I don't to know. see I, the Cobbler too. Yeah. Uh, Cobbler Boogaloo. <laughs> that was a real stretch. <laughs> you, you really tried something. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't. I can't say go see this in the theater. I won't say that. But when it pops up on Netflix, or whatever. It's, yes. it's a good... It's a... You a, won't be bored. My, it's a above average Liam yeah. Neeson actioner. You could say yeah, run some, all night until it's on Netflix. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say I would say about the ending is that it could have been about uh, five minutes shorter. Yeah. I looked on IMDb. This thing's almost two hours. It is. Uh, yeah. Which And it doesn't feel like it. No? No, it's pretty... Okay. They are running all night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sort of. Run in place until they stop for places for a while. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, the the ending is just kind of like okay, okay. Well, uh, I don't care who, but somebody die pretty <laughs> like soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't care for climax in the wrong place for the for more ending to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, see, I, I wasn't sure how I felt about that because I was kind of like, oh, this is. Uh, a weirdly courageous thing for this movie to do because not everything. If is the rest up of it yet. lands, if yeah. the rest of it lands, but, but the I, rest of it doesn't land. The no. rest of it just kind of goes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this I didn't realize this was written by the guy that wrote Out of the Furnace with Christian Bale. Oh. Wow. Which Casey and I were split on. Yeah. I didn't really like it that much, and, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and that's crazy because uh, uh, in watching this movie. I kept thinking about that movie. Yeah, into the out of the somewhere near the, the furnace. furnace. <laughs> um, yeah, I kept thinking, and and actually, now that I know that, there's a couple of scenes where it's like, oh, I guess that type of scene is just this guy's thing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that he went from something that was so trying to be like, I felt like Out of the Furnace was so like, this is gonna win awards. Yeah. And I feel like this is probably Oscar not baby. thinking like that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I, I, I would, I, uh, no, I, I think that there are elements of this movie that, that it felt like it wanted to be better than a real gritty crime, like classic crime movie. Yeah. Um, because, because again, like there's complex Things. complexity to the, to certain characters. Okay. Yeah. But it's never carried full through. No. Okay. It's kind of like this character is complex in this scene. Yeah. And then in the next scene, not so much at all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, watch it if you want. Yeah. Don't. Movie what accidentally do does good things here and there. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Is that the headline on yeah. this one? Yeah. <laughs> Average movie accidentally does good extra, things on a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, speaking of average movies that accidentally do, do some good things, mm. I'm here to talk about The Cobbler, mm. which is none, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> which is not a good movie that accidentally does a lot of it's awful things. It's a great movie that never lets you down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm here to talk about The Cobbler, starring Adam Sandler, directed and written by Thomas McCarthy of the station agent Pryor, as well as some other lesser works, I believe, if I recall correctly from his filmography. This film, uh, let's see the full summary here on IMDb. Uh, This film is about Max Simpkin. Uh, he repairs shoes in the same New York shop that has been his fam- in his family for generations. Disenchanted with the grind of daily life, Max stumbles upon a magical heirloom that allows I'm him to step <laughs> into the lives of his customers and see the world in a new way. Sometimes walking in another man's shoes is the only way one can discover who they really are. Oh! <laughs> oh, now I get it. This film also stars Steve Buscemi, Alan Barkin, Dustin Hoffman, Dan Stevens... Uh, Method Man, among others. So, actually, some people oh, in like here... like a Method Man. Yeah. That's some, an uh, annoying cast, and I like most of those people. I was going to say, <laughs> some people that I was glad to see show up in here, um, but also... Uh, okay, so let's get to The Cobbler. <laughs> uh, this movie starts, and I, I will say off the top, I think that there is a good movie that can be made with this premise and be made in a way that doesn't, as a lot of people have been saying about The Cobbler online, seem like something that Adam Sandler's character and funny people would have made. Like, yeah. that's the kind of thing people have been saying about this. And that's true. Like, that, this kind of concept is pretty fucking stupid and silly. Um, and it's just, it's so obvious. Yeah. And I will say this movie starts off as kind of like, I could see this being okay to very quickly turning into I don't know why you're doing any of this this way and then even further to this is fucking what is this <laughs> so the movie starts with Adam Sandler and he's you know he works in a shoe repair store he works next door to a barber played by uh, Steve Buscemi and it's kind of got like a little breezy New York kind of little neighborhood Woody Allen kind of vibe for the first few minutes would you say that new york is a character in i this would film? say that new york is like a character in this film <laughs> a character in all of itself and it paints the rest of um and and for a minute i watching the beginning of this movie i was like if this movie was just about adam sandler as a sad shop owner and and steve buscemi as his kind of like friend next door mm. and i just lived in this world of these kind of like soon to probably be closed shops and the goings-ons in their lives on a small scale 
I was kind of like, I could see this being good. Mm. And I was like, is this going to be okay for a while? Yeah. Um, because just, you know, Adam Sandler's doing his best at, like, he's just a regular guy, which he's pretty good at in That's this movie. That's the funny thing is that if he would just do a movie where he was just, like, a regular, relatable, likable guy, he would excel because he... He does play that yeah. until the movie gets all sandlery. Yeah, and this movie doesn't get all sandlery, but it gets all like cobblery. cobblery. <laughs> it gets all like it wants to be the ma- magical fantasy reality for a brief moment. And I'll get into where this movie gets into places where I didn't think it would get to. But for a minute, I'm like, okay, maybe I could see this world being a movie I'm interested in at the small focus at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, now, from there... Um, it turns into something super bizarre. So it does the kind of like magical reality twist. I think that also could have, this movie, it, it has so many things that could have been an okay movie and it does everything wrong with them at every turn. So it, it starts out. Okay. Oh, we'll see what happens. It does the sort of, he finds the cobbler thing in the basement, which has been handed down from generations. There's a little prologue to the movie I skipped over, but in that takes place in the past. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so he finds it and he, and he realizes if he puts the shoes on, it turns them into him. And there's like a thing, a whole, you know, comical montage of him trying on the, shoes and and it turning into people that own those shoes and it's yeah, not very I just funny. keep thinking like i assume there must be a pair of shoes that makes him fart a lot or something no not really but like oh. one of them one of them he puts no, on i'm out <laughs> one of them he puts on and it's like somebody who's died so he turns like kind of zombified and i was like and he's like oh my god he's dead or something um which comes huh. back later in a kind of funny thing but not really later he uses the shoes to scare these kids and they're like oh fuck it's a zombie they don't actually say fuck but they freak out because they they think he's a zombie and it's kind so of in funny this, in this movie zombies do exist apparently <laughs> to those kids apparently <laughs> this is so weird um, so the movie turns from like oh he's gonna like he's sad so he's gonna kind of he wants to be someone else because he's so sad and it may, this movie's gonna turn into a magical movie where he finds out that himself is okay through the whatever but no mm-hmm. uh the movie turns into a the central act of this movie is about sandler using the shoes and accidentally sticking his nose into method man's gangster related uh goings on <laughs> and it is so fucking stupid and so bizarre and at times the, this there are a few things in this movie where i was like that is fucking pretty like approachably approaching straight up racism offensiveness <laughs> like there's a scene where he uses somebody's shoes to turn black so he can go rob somebody uh, so he can be like you give me your shoes or so he starts like stealing people's shoes i was like racism. i was like this is <laughs> that's pretty running not, headlong into not okay <laughs> yeah uh, and that's gross i thought i thought it was going to be like a he uh, you know, gets the shoes of a black man, so he walks in the shoes of a black man and understands. No, he just walks in the shoes of a black man and uses them to rob somebody <laughs> to <laughs> perpetuate Christ. stereotypes. Oh. Jesus um, Christ! And that's just like a toss away gag. But Emma and I were watching this like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Method Man is like kind of a gangster, like with you know transporting money and transporting drugs and stuff. And there's this whole thing about like him using all these different shoe characters to like like tie up method man for some reason and then like method man's boss like wants the money and she's gonna like murder like him because she thinks like there's it's so i don't understand what the Mm. fuck they were thinking with this middle thing and then by the end of the movie it becomes about like this guy's gonna get evicted so they need to like use some 
quirky turn of events for him to pretend to be this guy so it, it turns out to be interconnected and like the mob boss woman wants to like evict this guy so they can blow up the building and they're going to blow up the building with the guy in it anyway unless Sandler can put this guy's shoes on and pretend to be him to get him out and so they go ah! it's so fucking stupid yeah it's so stupid I don't even know where to begin with the rest of this movie <laughs> I I it's simultaneously not like as like I forgot about this so quickly and it's so hard for me to even remember the things that happened in it right so in, on one hand it's like this is just a really stupid shitty movie and I moved on and it's maybe not as bad as people are like saying worst movie ever made or whatever but it's pretty bad and and I don't even know what else to say about it it was bizarre I almost want people to watch it to see like how a movie can be handed multiple opportunities to be like Oh, there's something for us to make a movie about here. And every time that every time that that's handed, the movie slaps it out of the hand and is like, "Fuck off! I'm doing a stupid joke and I'm doing a dumb thing about crime and and Method Man being a gangster and him overacting and Sandler mm-hmm. being kind of like, oh no, oh also Dan Stevens is in this, as I said, right, right, as right. like a neighbor to Sandler who has like a hot model. So there's also like a hot model girlfriend. So there's also a scene where he like pretends to be dan stevens by wearing his shoes and like goes into her house and like almost gets in a shower and has sex with her and i'm like this isn't okay either jesus uh like this is also super offensive yeah i do have to say uh that's what you would do (laughs) (laughs) i do have to say i get it Uh, no, like I, I have to say, it it sounds stupid and, and defensive in a way I wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah. no, so, well, like so, and those are both so sweet, and those are Two both like di- like all of these things that happen in the movie are like diversions, and it never finds a through line because it's like, oh, now the movie's going to be about him and this Dan Stevens, like portraying this Dan Stevens character, and like he want like the whole movie purports to be about him walking in somebody else's shoes to you think to find out more about himself yeah but it never leads that it never leads to that it leads to okay now he like so the dan stevens thing he wears his shoes he goes up in there and he thinks like oh i could never have a woman like that so i'm gonna wear these shoes and go up there and then she invites him into the shower and he can't go in because he'd have to take his shoes off and that's like the button on the scene like i gotta go i can't come in the shower with you i gotta keep these shoes on or you'll know it's not your boyfriend right. and then he leaves and they like never go back to that and then it goes into the method man stuff and then that leads to like the fact that the stuff with the guy getting evicted is sort of wound up in that and leads to like a stupid kind of heisty ending but it's it's a lot of just kind of like spiraling into these weird awkward shouldn't even have gotten to this point situations and then like just like walking away from them and then spiraling into another weird situation and then walking away from it and then like now the movie's over because we didn't we stopped that guy from getting evicted i guess <laughs> it's it's i don't even know well, that sounds it's, yeah it's really what a, what a mess I, t- I guess i take it back that i said that this movie isn't the worst movie ever <laughs> it's really <laughs> really bad right and it's a colossal misfire on every level yeah, it sounds like they even missed the most obvious oh, things that they go oh, with it. Oh, I just remembered where this movie ends up. 
this movie ends up in another place that could have been the start of a good movie. Spoiler alert, I'm spoiling the entire movie. So the whole movie, <laughs> Adam Sandler doesn't have a dad because he, he ran off from the family. And his mom is kind of like struggling mentally and she doesn't really know what's going on. And he's taking care of her. So there's this like one moment that's kind of a sweet moment, but is also kind of bizarre where he asks his mom, like, if you could do it all over again, what would you do? Because I'm so sad and like, I don't like myself and stuff. So he's asking his mom just about life stuff and she's like i wouldn't change anything uh i would just love to have like the only thing i would change if i could do my life over is w- would be to get one more dinner with your father because i miss him or whatever and then so sandler has his dad's shoes oh. so he gives oh, her mother that and gets into the shower with her yes <laughs> no well and this is the thing emma made the same joke she was like he better not sleep with his mom <laughs> because it is like a romantic dinner but it is also like he gives her the one thing that she wants before she passes away which is to see her like Does husband kill her again. after dinner <laughs> <laughs> no she's struggling mentally as i mentioned you fuckers <laughs> so like, and that's kind of sweet but and I called this so early in the movie, Emma, you know I did. <laughs> um, uh, you can back me up on this. Like, I was like, the ending of this fucking movie is going to be Steve Buscemi is his dad wearing Steve Buscemi's shoes. And he's been living like in, he's been like operating this barbershop the whole time so he could keep tabs on his like son next door and right. his family, but he can't for some reason. And that's exactly what it is. Right. Uh-huh. And at the end of the movie, there's this crazy heightened reality thing that's almost like the start of the fucking Kingsman where he's like, oh, all cobblers can do this. And like every type of like of this kind of profession, like barbers, every type of cobbler, every type of whatever. Barbers. What? Barbers. Barber. Yeah. They're like putting and- on people's old hair. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, like they glue. They don't have this. Hair they don't have this head. specific thing. Uh-huh. But like every kind of like trade like this uh has like their own thing and they their like go and they go underground he, him and fucking uh uh what's his name uh him and Dustin Hoffman who plays the dad go like underground fucking like Batman Kingsman style and there's like a guy waiting with a stretch limo and he's like off to like drive you around because they're like fucking superheroes or some shit what they like go in like a trap door or some shit and they're like have whatever they want because uh, every cobbler can do this and there's an interconnected like fucking like network of cobblers that all work together for and they don't explain why but it's like behind uh, the world there exists like a and that's network and that's how the movie ends and i'm like so everybody- i'm like well that could have been a movie that you you could make a movie about like oh all cobblers like lighthearted kids fantasy or movie something yeah, that movie learning sounds a trade. at least as stupid as, yeah. the, as <laughs> the cobbler yeah but okay sorry i don't understand so every single profession in the whole world every job i don't know they the don't world, really explain or is it. it just barbers and cobblers they don't really explain <laughs> it but he they they may there's like a throwaway line about like oh yeah and barbers got their own thing going on too and you should hear you should see what blah 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 do i can't remember what the profession is that they use but yeah. they he makes like a throwaway line that there are other similar sects of like people out there that can do weird magical things and it seems it feels like the beginning of like a kids movie or a kingsman or something where mm-hmm. it's like oh we live in this world that nobody knows that barbers can do x and cobblers can do y right and and that's why there's, and you know, like you could even imagine, like if they made that movie, be like, and that's why there's always like a cobbler somewhere who needs them anymore, but they still exist. Their stores because they're all fronts. So like you could see that that could be like a fantasy reality right. that they could turn into something fun for kids, maybe or interesting 
silly. But even then, it's like, why would you just make this the end of your movie and it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie? And what the fuck is going on in this movie? Yeah, it... This it sounds like just a fucking jumble of bullshit. It is. It absolutely is. And yet it's so tonally like a it it feels of a piece. It feels like its own like it scores everything. Even like people die in this movie. Like Method Man basically gets murdered in this movie and the whole thing is like 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 funny music score and you're like, "No, I think somebody just died." <laughs> it's not like Woody Allen like, "Oh, he's walking down street being neurotic." Like it's no, this person just got murdered and you're scoring it with like light fun jazz in New York. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Terrible. I I can't say don't watch it. I can't say don't watch it. It's because I, I can have a look at it when it that. turns up on Netflix or something like that. I can definitively say <laughs> I will never watch this it's, movie. It's bizarre because you think it's going to be sort of uh, more kind of downtrodden sort of Sandler thing, yeah. which it kind of is for the most part. And he puts in an, o- an okay, does what he does kind of thing. And it probably should have been a movie just about him as a cobbler and the neighborhood and stuff. Like yeah. it feels like eight different movies. But, yeah, uh, it sounds like it. Yeah. Eight movies I don't care to see. <laughs> yeah. Each one more a name than the next. Mm-hmm. So that's The Cobbler. Pretty Great. fucking bizarre. But I bet you had a wonderful time listening to Nickelback. Oh, my God. Did this help answer the question of what the fuck is that on Joey's head? Yes. No. The secret track was like, it was a shoe. That's no. If you re- it, w- it was some mustard. <laughs> if you rewind the first track in one of those negative tracks, oh, <laughs> it's like was a shoe. <clears throat> yeah, so well, they were all negative tracks. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> no fixed address. The uh, the latest album from Nickelback, uh, band formed in 1995, according to Wikipedia, their eighth studio album. Canadian band. Uh, people like to rip on Canada's music and 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 say Nickelback here. This is an example of their music. Mm-hmm. This is easily one of the worst Bands examples. Ever. Um, okay, even the album cover looks like an asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just it just looks like a fucking, no fixed address and then a picture of the world. It's just the world with like the sun coming over top of it. But it just and and like this like really shitty font that just ugh it's so everything is just so fucking ham fisted <laughs> I like that on the Wikipedia they talk about the lead single which was called Edge of a Revolution uh, described as <laughs> described as a departure for Nickelback and it's a political song which is so funny so because funny. no it's fucking not yeah, he just goes NSA C-E-C-I-A everybody's watching you what's going on with the world today I think we need a revolution yeah like it's basically him going like politics exists here are some words that are related to it I heard there's a thing called a revolution if you don't like things you can use it I think. <laughs> yeah, revolution. We're going to have a revolution, but I don't know why. <laughs> it's uh. so, it's like the most childish, like, yeah, it's like but- if it's, it's even worse than if like a high school kid that like decided he knew about politics was like, I'm going to write a politics, like a, a political song, uh. which, because which it is literally is amazing just- because it comes right after that's the second track, right? Uh yeah yeah it comes right after the first track million miles an hour yeah which is uh which is all about doing drugs yeah. but it's Sorry, like a million miles an hour miles miles oh, okay. a million miles an hour <laughs> um it, it, but I actually have written down here it's 
it's a 14 year old describing the acid trip that he's on yeah i can taste the colors i can see my words and i can feel my farts what? <laughs> or whatever <laughs> it's like um uh well here let's uh, let's hear from chad himself according to chad the song's lyrics are about tripping on lsd Oh. <laughs> yeah, I get it, fuckface. It's not like you're, you know, cryptic or anything. It's, it's, it is literally like, yeah, man, I can, it's like, ooh, what's going on? And my mind is expanding. Uh, and it's, uh, it's also described as an up-tempo electronic rock song because it's got synths in it, it what, and shit. Uh, I actually didn't even notice the synths. I was just, I was too, um... Preoccupied with how I was expecting it is. more electronic stuff because on a bunch of things they say they're doing stuff with EDM. They like there's some kind of skittery beat ish moments, but most of it is pretty just chugging along butt rock for oh, Nickelback. Uh, uh, as well, you would a lot expect. of it is, but uh, I was surprised at how incongruous the the, the the whole album. Like it doesn't even hang together well as an no. Album. I mean, it alternates between what you would expect from Nickelback and then a halfway point between like maybe they have some synths or a beat, yeah. and then stuff like um, she keeps me up, which is just like we're disco for a second. Yeah. It's not even technically a disco song. It just is like no. Oh, we have some funky guitars in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and like uh, a lot of it is just like that kind of real fucking basic back porch rock. Kinda. Yeah, and like that, like that. They use that in like three songs. Yeah, yeah. Like the chord progressions are like like chord progressions that sound like a parody because they're so overused. And yeah. like, I'm just like, the whole world should know that's a chord progression that you just don't use anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But they use the shit out of it because like, <laughs> that's, that's I think the most offensive thing about this album is that it, they're they're actively not trying. Yeah. They're actively just like, look at what we'll stoop to. Yeah. <laughs> Just just to call this a song. Look what we'll do for three minutes and call it a song. Yeah, and I'm pretty much everything here is... I'm still just blown away by how successful this band has been for so long. Yeah. it's. I remember when their fucking first stupid song really hit radio. Yeah. And I was like, this is hilarious. This is so bad. And then it was getting a lot of airplay. I'm like, are you kidding me? Is this? Did we not learn anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, it just keeps going and going, and like they're still around. And this, oh man, and all the things that followed, like <laughs> Toad. Yeah, like the, that's the <laughs> saddest fucking t- thing about it. <laughs> toad. I hope that is that. Do we know if that's um, intentional? Yeah, I don't know. A theory of a dead man. Yeah. If it was. What, what what does toad stand for? I want it, I want our name to be related to a toad somehow, but like in a real cryptic way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I idiots. Yeah, I'm just looking at their old stuff, trying to remember what the. I think is Leader of Men the first one that really hit in 2000. I think was their first single. What Nickelback? Yeah, no. Leader of Men in what what year? 2000? 2000 in the 90s, wasn't it? Well, the only album they had before that, they had a song called "Fly" off of an album in 96. Oh, really? I don't know what that is. Yeah, I feel like the first time What's I ever. What's the "You Remind Me" one? Oh, this that's is, later. This is how you. That's remind like 2001. <laughs> yeah, that that's was like the real big. That's blow 2001. Up, right? Yeah, wow. but I remember when Leader of Men or whatever it's called was like hitting much music, and they were like. Not an underground band, but kind of an underground yeah. band. People are like this up and coming song. Yeah, that's one? funny. I don't. Re- that, I don't even know how that goes. It's no, not memorable. Like all the other ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's a little bit more like it's a little. I think it's it a little bit. Here again, on a bear hell. Yeah, I, I don't remember when they were anything but a punchline. Yeah, no, I feel like that album. I guess looks like the state from 1999. I heard. I know two songs off of that. I know the names of two songs off that because they were like pushing them on mm. much music and stuff as yeah. like the new like rock and roll band from Canada haven't hit big yet, but they're about to. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like every song on the not every song, some of them are just like some some just straight up boring blues rock inspired, but not quite blues rock. Um, but but a lot of these songs, I'm like, were all of these written for the Spider Man soundtrack? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ugh. It's yeah. it's bad. Pretty gross. Terrible, it's man. it's fucking gross. Um. Well, I'm I, you know, and I did feel bad giving it to you guys, but I just I. <laughs> So well, it's a real it's a real Coca Cola roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> I just heard that song and I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, this is it. Yeah, I can't and, and I can't leave this do. hanging around. I gotta him. say, um, not outside of the album that we were about to talk that we just talked about. Uh, following uh, this is from Wikipedia. Following their 2008 album Dark Horse, Chart Attack, a Canadian uh, outfit, they they credited the band's success to knowing their target audience, and then they said this about Chad Kruger. Chad Kroger is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> because he knows exactly what people want and precisely how far he can go. That doesn't make you a genius. I know. <laughs> that makes you an opportunistic asshole. It makes you McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> an album that's loaded with songs about getting drunk and doing it all without breaking any taboos and with enough love and moral authority to grease its passage into the mainstream. Rejoice, North America. This is your world. That's a fucking gross write-up. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Chart Attack. That's like a greasy asshole writing about a greasy asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. He's a genius. McDonald's genius. Yeah, that does that does not make you a fucking genius. It makes you kind of a sociopath in a way. (laughs) Uh, It it certainly doesn't make you an artist. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, gross, yeah. I don't have anything else about that. It sucks. Okay. Well, Real bad. Gross, gross, gross. What do you got for us, buddy? Yeah. <sighs> oh, my God. I've been torn. Torn, because... Uh, Had you given us a theory of a Dead Man album, that would have been pretty hilarious. A friend of the show gave me something that was so good, I had to give it to you, and then I decided not to. So it's coming. Again, another thinly veiled threat. But this week, because uh, I've been listening to this album a ton... Um, and I kind of thought it could thematically tie in with Frank, which was about kind of outsider-ish music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a very esoteric recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you guys an album by an artist. I So their name is an acronym. I have never pronounced it, but it's K-W-J-A-Z. Oh, Quijazz. Quijazz. K-W-Jazz. Something along those lines. They uh, this Kitchener is, Waterloo Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I believe it's based off of like a radio call sign or whatever so i don't know how to say it probably just kwjaz um but this self-titled cassette came out uh, a couple years back i think 2010 um it is i i love it um and i'm excited because i think it could be super punishing for you guys or (laughs) or very interesting to discuss it's very droney yeah it's basically two 20 minute tracks of uh, <clears throat> almost as if you had a radio, it, like underwater, that was scanning random waves, and it's sometimes it's jazzy, and sometimes it's just drones, and sometimes it's kind of Afrobeat guitar, and uh-huh. sometimes it's drum machine grooves. All of it's pretty lo-fi, but I do, 
I do say that if you listen to this album, I believe the compositions are great. Some of them are pretty simple. Some of them not. Uh, I love this album, and I've been listening to it a crap toad, crap ton right now. <laughs> crap toad. Ah, you've been listening to it a crap, crap toad, <laughs> crap ton right now. Been listening to it a crap ton. Nope, that's the new. That's the I was going to say crap said. ton, and then I was going to say crap, crap load, load but and then I got crap, crap toad. toad. <laughs> that's my new thing man you know what for this album for me is crap toad <laughs> <laughs> which means i love it so much i listen to it all the time all the time oh that album's so crap toad oh my god <laughs> yeah i don't know what um, it is for me but fucking hamburgers are crap toad <laughs> you've been listening to hamburgers <laughs> <laughs> no that's the great thing is that it just relates to anything you've been so doing you've been eating a lot of them eating a lot of hamburgers <laughs> Crap load, crap I have ton. been crap toad all over <laughs> those yeah. things. I, I, I feel like this is an album that could be like, oh my God. Yeah. I think maybe for Casey especially. Because I know Probably. that I know that there's been some times where with longer songs you're kind of like there's got to be a point. Yeah, and, yeah. and definitely this, the point of this is just it's a journey. So right. I don't know how you'll feel about that. I will say headphones are required for at least like you can't just put this on sure. in the background yeah, at yeah, least yeah. once through. Okay. And it's... I love it for walking around. Right. Because okay. uh, I had this on, like, walking in on my headphones, super loud, walking down Queen Street, and the way the music just kind of drifts from one style to another works so well for walking through different neighborhoods and stuff. Right. So, okay. Uh, we'll so see. Headphones are required. What about a jacket? What about a jacket? Jacket required? No jacket No jacket required. required. <laughs> All right. It's getting a little warmer in Toronto. <laughs> so, I will send you guys this album because it's a little hard to find. Yeah. I was um, going to say it. I don't know where we'd find that. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm excited to talk about it because I love it. Yeah. And I yeah. can't, I hope that one of you comes back like, you fucker. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, we'll see. From the sounds of it, I will not let you down. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe this album will become completely crap toed. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I love it so much. All right. It's my new favorite. Um, well, now it's time to roll. Yep. Let's get rollsies in. Okay. Uh, what did we decide on? We've 71. Okay. 71, a British uh, war film has been getting nothing but insane raves. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that the last 20 minutes of this movie are some of the most tense that people have seen in a long time from the reviews. Mm-hmm. This had like 80 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and it was still at like 98 or something crazy. Oh like literally of like 100 reviews, there was one yeah, negative review. Dope to see this. Um, and I think it'll tie well into... I'm not at all. Yeah. Like having seen the trailer, I was just like, I this had, there's nothing here that I want to see. It, I think it'll pair oh. well with Run All Night because... Yeah, it it is about like somebody that is behind enemy lines has to get somewhere and yeah. hide while he's doing it. I feel like maybe it'll be a similar kind of mm-hmm. maybe it'll be yeah. like an old war version of the Warriors. Yeah, hopefully right. it's supposed to be amazing. Um, yeah. What did we pick for a loser? Did uh, we pick what's what's that? What's the name of that? Insurgent? No, is that the one? The, no, we gotta no, do uh, Taylor. Ta- Tyler oh Lawton. yeah, Ty- Taylor Tyler. Sure, Ty- Tyler Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Taylor. I think Taylor Lautner. Yeah. What's that one called? He's Tiny mustache. mustache. Tiny mustache, you're right. Tiny mustache. No, it's called wait. Traces of Traces of My Mustache. Okay, wait. I Who gotta gave get... me this mustache? <laughs> How do you even spell his where name? Where he got that mustache. <laughs> okay, this movie is called, is it Tracers? Yeah. Sure. Tracers. Tracers. We're going off of the cover alone in that it has <laughs> Taylor Lautner in it. Yeah. 
this is a film about Taylor Lautner, who is wanted by the Chinese mafia, a New York City bike messenger. Oh, sorry. Wanted by the Chinese mafia, comma, a New York City bike messenger escapes into the world of parkour after meeting a beautiful stranger. What? Oh, God. <laughs> a New York City bike bike messenger's stunt double escapes into the world of parkour. <laughs> um Okay, because yep. we did that. We did that one as a loser that he was in, right? What was that with Sigourney Weaver? Um, he was. What was was Sigourney Weaver in that? Yeah, I watched it. totally. <laughs> Abduction. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a bad one. Was uh, she in uh, that? She's in that. Oh. She's like hiding behind balloons at one point. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so Sigourney. If, yeah. All right, tracers or whatever it's called. Yeah. Versus seventy one. If it winds up being like a. Uh, Limited release and doesn't make it to Toronto, then I guess we'll make it the other insurgent. Yeah, uh, divergent yeah. insurgent. I'm rolling. That's a seven. Two sevens. Two sevens. If you roll higher or lower than a seven, this could uh, determine a re-roll. Yeah. yeah. If Greg rolls just higher roll than lower. a seven, it's just It'll us. Be easier. That's, That's an, an eight, eight, motherfucker. Oh, oh shit. Casey so and I are re-rolling. Ooh, Greg is safe. Man, I cannot believe it. Casey and I, clean slate. That's a... F- what do we say that is? Ooh, I don't know. That's hard to... <laughs> I, I think it's a four. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's a four. Yeah. As opposed to a what? As opposed to a zero. Yeah, yeah four. Pretty. It's. I, I can roll man. again, <laughs> guys. I because uh, it could could have gone either way. Want to roll like again? It's, I should, it's, I that is fully again. on its side. Yeah, yeah. that was In perfect the, side. Roll it on. Don't so, roll it on the carpeting. Let's just call it forty <laughs> <laughs> or oh four. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Six. All right, my turn. Oh no. <laughs> Jesus. You gormanded it <laughs> under the couch. Seven. It is a seven. Oh, oh man. Wow. Intense rolling. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Why am I the Taylor Lautner guy? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's great. <laughs> Fuck. Not only are you the Taylor Lautner guy and uh listeners listen in next week for our reviews of seventy one and tracers, yeah. but you're also the nine oh two one oh yeah relay guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do 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 crap all right sweet uh, so every episode we watch one episode of season two of beverly hills 90210 mm-hmm. and recap the episode and decide whether it is passing or failing on its central morality play usually yeah none of us have one. ever seen 90210 before so yes. we are watching it as grown men for the first time yeah yeah that's what we're doing with our lives <laughs> oh man um okay so this uh-huh. episode is called i think things to do on a rainy day uh-huh. yeah um, okay. So, lots of surprises in this one. Okay. Uh, something has to happen, because I feel like nothing has really happened since Dougie died. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess something sort of happens. Okay. Um, so, the first major surprise that happens, it comes right after the uh, the theme song, uh-huh. and that is, special guest stars, Color Me Bad. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So color me bad. Fucking is like fucking totally is in this episode. Are they gonna sex somebody up? Um uh, <laughs> no, they're not even gonna sex anybody up. No. Uh, oh. Uh but they do adore Mia Mall. Oh. <laughs> so we start out with that video. Which is just a bunch of greasy singers standing on a beach, and then uh, and it turns out like the gang is watching that video at the PP, and uh, Donna mm-hmm. is like, "This is the best video ever." Yeah, I'm like, well, no, it's not. 
so yeah, so that happens, and they're all sitting around, and Donna Donna just thinks they're fucking dreamy as shit, and yeah. Kelly's like, I don't know. And, and uh, Brenda's like, hey, Donna, who's your favorite? And Donna's like, oh, I think it's Brian. Oh, or maybe it's Phil. Or I don't know their names. <laughs> um, oh, no, it's Brian. And then Kelly's like, well, I think Ringo's the cutest. And I'm like, not a bad line, Kelly. And that's the biggest surprise in this in this whole episode is that Kelly's got a couple of pretty good lines. Mm. Kelly's trying it on. Remember like a few episodes ago when they all loved rem yeah yeah <laughs> now it's That's over yeah now, now it's color me bad uh, wicked color me bad bedded uh <laughs> and so uh d-bag's like hey if you guys want to go to the concert because they're playing a concert in town oh good oh. um uh d-bag's like i can get us comped and and Kelly's like, how are you going to get us comped? You're a fucking loser. <laughs> and he's like, because uh, uh, I'm a DJ, you know, they rub my back, I rub theirs. And I'm like, first of all, that's not what it is. And second of all, dude, gross. And Kelly even goes, I'm trying to eat. <laughs> I'm like... All right, that's two for Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so then we're at uh, we're at Brenda's house, and they're trying to get tickets because, like, you can the, a radio station's holding a contest where you can like call in and and if you're whatever caller, you get tickets. And uh, Brenda's like, okay, what you do is dial the number, and then keep pressing redial. Yeah. And Donna's like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. You're a genius. And I'm like, nope, I don't think that makes her a genius. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, oh, no, sorry, they're at Donna's house because Donna's right. mom comes out and she's like, I don't want you going to some rock concert. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> it's her not. Me back. <laughs> um, like, it's kind of seedy. And she's like, oh, mom. Uh, but they don't get the passes on the radio anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh. Then we switch over to Steve, Brandon, and Dylan, and they're all bored because it's raining. Did I mention it was raining? It's raining. Is it raining? Right? Wasn't there something about that in the title? Uh, yes. Oh, I, boy. It was oh, man. It wasn't lying. Um, so then, uh, yeah, so they're all bored, and Steve's like, oh, Dylan, find us something to do because Dylan's reading the paper. Uh-huh. And Dylan goes, how about liposuction? <laughs> and I'm like, even as a joke, I don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then mom and dad are like, okay, bye. We're going to some dumb exhibit at some shitty museum or something. So they leave. And Steve's like, what do you think the babes are doing right now? Let's do something that... This is, I thought this was cute. He's like, uh, let's do something that we can't do when they're around. And Brandon's <laughs> like, oh, what? Like burp or swear or spit? And I'm like, you wanted to say fart so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so then... Fucking Dylan's like, oh, how about this? There's a stripper in for hire in the back of this magazine, and uh, and Steve's like, yeah, we totally got to get a stripper in here to come to our house, and well, uh, the th- us three friends sit on the couch and watch a stripper. Uh, Nothing weird about that. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, but Steve's like, fuck it, I'm calling the stripper. This is happening. Yeah. Oh, Steve. Yeah. yeah. Class. Keep it classy, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Steve is horny. Uh, so so then David shows up at Donna's place, and he's like, hey, I just found out that Color Me Bad is staying at this hotel. Uh, why don't we go fucking hang out with them? And they're like, oh, my God, we're totally going to do that. Uh, then, uh, oh, yeah, then they get there. They get to the hotel, but there's, like, thousands of people standing outside yeah. of the hotel because everybody knew that they were standing there. It's bad mania. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
and then I just wrote David's a chump because he is. Oh, <laughs> David. Uh, then we switch back to Steve, who's moving the furniture around <clears throat> for the, for the stripper. stripper. Yeah. Oh. Um, where to go? Okay. Uh, and Dylan's kind of being uh, uh, lying about it. He's like, "Oh, this is so stupid." And Brandon's like, "What? You're not excited?" And Dylan's like, "Well, I am a human male." And Brandon goes, "Oh, Brenda will be excited about that." <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, did she not know? Yeah. So that's going to be a weird surprise. Can't believe him. So Brandon's, alien. Brandon's all right with this? Oh, yeah. Brandon's in now. He's just totally like, really? Yep, I, I go. feel like, I don't know. This doesn't seem like Brandon to me. He's nice. thinks, things have changed. He's going with the flow. He, wants, yeah, right. he wants to see a couple I guess he's got some He's going to freak out yeah. on somebody. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I feel like he's probably going to murder the stripper. Um, <laughs> at this point. Uh, but then we hear the doorbell. Uh-huh. And uh, Brandon's like, oh, she's here. What do I say? And Dylan's like, well, I hear hello's really popular. And I'm oh, like, oh, shit. Zing. Yeah. Uh, so then Brandon opens the door. Is it the stripper? You think it's the stripper, guys? No, who Guess is it? What? what? It's old Andrea. Oh. Yeah. She's she a just... stripper? <laughs> That's what I was hoping. <laughs> and I actually wrote, oh, I hope she's the stripper. <laughs> um, but she just shows up at his house and is like, um, I am here to come up with ideas for the newspaper. I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, she just shows up at his house. Surprise, I'm here. Is it inconvenient? Uh, so then David, oh yeah, so then David gets a plan. Like there's like, you know, a bunch of people at the hotel. They're never uh, going to get up to see Call Me Bad. Uh-huh. Uh, so then David rents a room at the hotel. <laughs> They're like, okay, this will be like our base camp. Uh, and then we'll like, you know, have access to the hotel and we'll go to the hotel suite. And I don't know what they plan to do with Color Me Bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, so, but then... Uh, they, they just go up to the elevator, and getting off the elevator is Donna's mom. And she's like, Donna, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, what are you doing here? And Donna's mom is like, well, this is where the conference is, because she's going to some conference. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then Donna's like, oh, David's dad and him are staying here because their house is getting fumigated. <laughs> so that happens. Uh-huh. So then... Uh, the guy. Oh yeah. So then we go back, and the guys are desperately trying to get Andrea to leave, but she's too stupid to take the hint. <laughs> uh, why don't they just be like, "Get out of here! We got a stripper coming." Yeah. Like, why don't you just go? Nobody's. If they told her, hey, nobody likes you. Nobody's gonna fuck you. <laughs> just go home. No, this, but this if is they, a weird episode. This is a weird episode. We've had all these like things about you know. Uh, drug abuse. Yeah, and, they're uh, trying to get the racism later. and stuff. Now it's like half the gang is trying to go get banged by Color Me Bad in a hotel, <laughs> including and the other David, half. By trying, the, way. Yeah, <laughs> the other half are trying to get down with a stripper. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they just said, "Hey, Andrea, we ordered a stripper here," she would probably be really upset and leave. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think, think she'd be like, I'm going to stick around here to see how this turns out. But they'll be embarrassed to tell her. Or yeah, or? I feel like if they're too embarrassed to I guess. swear or spit in front of the they're girl, pay- yeah. <laughs> chances are they're, they're, this is going to get weird, too. Yeah, this is already weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, ew, where am I? Where am I? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're so, in your okay. basement. So then we're back, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, so then Brandy shows up. Brandy's the stripper, by yeah. the way, guys. Oh, okay, okay. And she shows up, and they tell uh, Andrea that that she's Brandon's cousin. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds way better than just being like, 
She's a stripper. Yeah. yeah. No, she's my cousin who comes over and gets a little uh, erotic. <laughs> and takes her clothes off for money. My erotic cousin. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> this is my erotic cousin, Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but, but, sorry, yeah, I cousin Dangeru. Um. Wait, wait, wait for it. Oh yeah. Okay. So then we cut back to D Bag and the girls, and they're in the hotel room. Yeah. And uh, Donna's like, okay, this is actually a weird line from Kelly. Donna's like, oh, if my mom finds me here, she'll kill me. And Kelly's like, well, you always say that. Why don't you just let her kill you and get it over with? <laughs> oh. Like, I can't understand if that's a clever line or just weird. <laughs> um, all right, so then they call down to the front desk, and uh, and they're all like, I'd like to talk to Brian from Color Me Bad, please. Which is <laughs> <Just> a fucking <laughs> flawless plan. Uh-huh. Um, but then they get connected to to them, and uh-huh. I don't know. It actually doesn't even lead anywhere. Connected to Brian from Calling Me Bad. Well, that sounds official. <laughs> He's like, "Hello, <laughs> this is Brian from Calling Me Bad." <laughs> um, How would you like me to sex you up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> press one if you'd like me to <laughs> sex you up. <laughs> um, okay, so then they're they're sneaking around the the hallways. And they follow a security guard uh, to the elevator. <laughs> and this I found kind of weird because Kelly's like, uh, oh, Donna, what are you going to ask them when you when you meet them? And Donna's like, I'm going to ask them what their favorite color is, <laughs> which is just a setup for Ke- Kelly to go. Well, it's bad, of course. Yeah. You know, like it's just a lame joke kind of wow. thing. But it's an obvious setup, but without the setup to the joke, because obviously Donna in real life wouldn't have known that that's what she was going to say. So Donna's honest answer was, I'm going to ask them what their favorite <laughs> color is. <laughs> my head is made of meat. Jesus, this is an episode? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, this feels like they got a bunch of writers together and were like, we just need some random things for them to, hijinks for them to get up to. And like, well, what if they were chasing after a band and the other people wanted a stripper? We can fill a half hour with that. Uh, or uh, 45 minutes. Oh, no, guys. <laughs> it's coming. Something's all right. Coming. All right. Okay. All right, so uh, so Donna. Oh wait, so yeah, so they go to to the elevator, but the elevator's locked. You need a key to get up to the penthouse. Is this going to spiral out into some very bad things territory? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry Piven shows up and kills a hooker. Um, so uh, uh, yeah. So anyway. Kelly gets in the elevator. She steals some keys from a maid and gets in the elevator. But Donna gets out because she's too scared. And uh, then we cut back to D-Bag and Brenda, and they're trying the stairs, and then they go out what they think is to, to the garage, because they think that they can get up to the penthouse from there, but they turns out they get locked outside in the rain. This is where I switch from my phone notes to my serial killer notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Uh, so then we see Donna walking through the hotel. And then she sees mom again. Oh. Only mom's not at a conference. Mom's She's making the... out with some dude in the hotel. Mom's having an affair. Oh, oh I thought she was God. just there to see Color Me Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she was making out with all of the guys from Color Me Bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Donna sees her mom making out with some dude, and then they go into the hotel room, and I think we can all assume what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or is there a legitimate Sex. reason that will... Sex in there. Um, is it all just a misunderstanding? Could be. We'll see. It's not. No. <laughs> um, 
So, Damn. Yeah, so Donna starts crying, and she she runs and finds a phone and calls her dad and leaves a message saying, Hey, call me back. I've got some news for you. It's about mom. The dude, she's boning. Mm-hmm. So then we go back to Andrea and uh-huh. the stripper, and they're becoming very good friends. Nice. They're just having a chat. That's awesome. And just having a really good time. <laughs> and um, the guys are like, when is she going to take her clothes off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like they're still pretending that she's the cousin. So yeah. Doing so is she thing. going along with that, or yeah. is she just? Oh, she's absolutely going oh, along okay. with it. Uh-huh. Um, she's like, I don't, I don't, I'll be your cousin. I just pay me at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be whatever the fuck you want. Wait, she's not a prostitute. She's a stripper. <laughs> um, oh, so strippers don't get paid to be there stripping? Uh, yeah, but I was going down a whole other road. I'm like, just <laughs> saying she will do no stripping as long as they pay her. Uh, yeah, she'll do like, anything. She's not just going to hang out and pretend to be a cousin and not get paid. She's yeah, just yeah. like, I'll yeah. be here as long as you want pretending to be a cousin. Then I'll leave and you'll pay the bill. She's a stripper slash cousin for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's occupations are crap token. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let me cut back to Kelly, and she bumps into this groupie. Uh, and Kelly's like, oh, who are you here to see? And the group is like, I don't give a fuck. I will fuck any of these dudes at any time. <laughs> um, and Kelly's like, oh, well, I won't fuck any of them because I don't really give a fuck about Color Me Bad. Yeah. And so uh, she inadvertently meets one of the guys from Color Me Bad, and he's all flirty with her because Jenny Garth is hot. And he's like, hey, do you want some free passes for the show? And she's like, yeah. So... Then we cut back to Donna, and she wants to go home because she's very upset because her mom's fucking a dude like the floor above her yeah. right now. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> she's in a hotel where her mom's getting fucked, like somewhere in that hotel. That's awkward. Uh-huh. So she wants to go home, understandably. Yes. Um, and uh, but Brenda and Ebag are like, no, we have to stay. We've come this far. We gotta. But she hasn't told them yet. Um. So we cut back to Kelly, and she's hanging out with a band that I've called Color Me Bad Actors. Because <laughs> they're all, like, talking about, yeah, man, when we're on the road, you know, we just want to find cool people to hang out with and stuff like that. Not a lot of good acting going on. <laughs> yeah. And then we cut back to Donna, and she is freaking out. And then her dad calls her back, and she's like, oh, I just wanted to say hi. I don't know why the whole why dad would thing she do was, that. She just kind of chickened out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. So then she tells D-Bag and Brenda what happened, and they're like, what? Uh, so then we get back to the stripper, and the stripper is telling, the, telling them all about her life. She's like, oh, you know, my husband is writing a novel, and I was in the Peace Corps, and blah, 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 blah. Um, and they're like, oh, your life is so interesting. And Andrea's like, well, that was really nice to meet you. You're a really great person. Anyway, I'll see you. I gotta go. So she leaves, and the stripper's like, Okay, I guess, oh, are we on now? We're going to do this thing? So she starts doing her stripper thing to a Color Me Bad song, by the way. Um, and uh, That's good writing. Uh, absolutely. Well, it's <laughs> reincorporation. Hey, guys, yeah. whatever band we get to be on this episode, yeah. let's we'll get, have their song play. <laughs> we'll get a stripper to strip to it. So Andrea leaves. The stripper starts stripping. And now all of a sudden the guys are like, no, we, we don't want you to strip anymore because we... 
heard all about your life, and now yeah. we know you as a person. I was going to say, like, doesn't that make them assholes? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, they just well, assume that she wasn't a person before? She's I was, just a pair yeah. of tits? I was going to say at the beginning of the episode, are they going to like learn that like they think that they can just have this stripper come and it's an object to come be naked, and yeah. then they're going to learn a lesson about, yeah. But that is what makes them assholes, I yeah. think, because the stripper knows she's a stripper. Like, that's the, the profession that she's chosen for this time. Like, she says she's supporting her husband because he's writing a novel, and and she's like, you know, the money that I make is good kind of thing, so so I just do this. She knows what she's doing. She Like, it's her choice to do that. But they're like, oh, we don't want you to do that now because we know you're a human being, and yeah. what you're trying to do is degrading to yourself. I don't know. I just found that kind of shit. No, all of it's pretty gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the so, gentlemen are the worst. Yeah. So they give her her money and she leaves and she's like, I guess I just got paid to be a cousin. <laughs> um, and then that's over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Done. We're done with that plot. Uh, oh, except for a weird thing that dad says later. But we'll get to that. Not my dad. <laughs> hey Casey, have you seen that stripper episode yet? Yeah. It's funny. Remember when I tried to write that novel in the eighties? <laughs> Bit of a coincidence. Tell you something. Tell you something about your mom. That you uh, you didn't know. She was a big Color Me Bad fan. Yeah. Um. So anywho, yeah. So uh, so they pair and she leaves. Then mom and dad come home just as the stripper's leaving, and Brandon's like, "Oh, she's Steve's cousin." Whatever. None of it amounts to anything. Uh, then we go back to Donna, and she's worried that her life's going to change because her mom's boning some other guy. She's yeah. like, oh, my God, they're going to get a divorce and everything. And then David, who's trying to be consoling, <laughs> is like... Not consoling? I enjoyed this. He was like, well, maybe your dad knows about it. Maybe they have an arrangement. Oh. You know, a lot of people do that. Nice try. Yeah. I'm nice like, try, David. I feel like that's... Not gonna make anybody feel better. No, well, no. your mom's fucking somebody, but the good news is your dad is into it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that happens. Um, and then uh, we go back to Kelly, and Kelly calls Brenda because she's in the band's hotel room. And so, burr, 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 tells her about the band. And, oh yeah, and then uh, she tells Kelly about what uh, what what Donna's mom did, uh-huh. and Donna's mom. Okay, so then Donna is in the lobby, and Donna's mom comes in the lobby, and she's like yelling at Donna. She's like, "Why are you still here? You're supposed to be at home. I don't want you here." And uh, and then she conf- and then Donna confronts her mom, and her mom like kind of skirts the issue. She doesn't say one way or the other, but she's like, "This is about you. You go home. You're yeah. being irresponsible," kind of thing. And uh, and Donna's like, are you fucking are you fucking some dude? And the mom doesn't say anything. And Donna's like, uh, huh? So she freaks out and she walks away. Yeah, yeah, she should. That's sure. some fucked up shit. Um. So then Donna is at Brenda's uh, place, and Br- Brenda's like, Hey, Donna, do you mind if I tell my mom what your mom's doing? <laughs> and Donna's <laughs> like, Okay, because apparently that's all right. And then. Um, and then Donna's mom shows up at their house and is like all self-righteous and is like, I told you to get home. And, and Donna's like... At the Walsh's house? You're, yeah. Okay. She so again, everything ends at the Walsh's house. At the Walsh's house, house okay. of course. Uh, so then Donna's like, you're fucking some dude. You can't tell me what to do. 
you suck. And then Donna storms out. And then Brenda's mom tells Donna, like Donna, she goes to console yeah. Donna. She's like, she, it's Beverly Hills. We're all cheating. <laughs> yeah. Well, she kind of goes like, Donna's like, well, why is your family so perfect? And mine is crazy and fucked up. And, and she's like, she tells Donna the story about how, which I think was an episode in the first season where some old flame comes to town. Yes. Some old Minnesota yeah, flame yeah, yeah, and she yeah, almost yeah. bones him. So, yeah. So they go back to that. So again, so she tells her a story oh. about how I almost cheated, yeah. but, then, <laughs> but yeah. then I didn't because I'm not a whore like your mom. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she's like, it's hard to be in a, in a marriage, and sometimes things happen in a marriage, and and you deal with it. Uh, yeah. So then, burr, burr, burr. then oh yeah, so this is the weird thing that Dad says. So Dad's like, hey Brandon. Uh, Steve's cousin left her business card on the on the coffee table, <laughs> which I'm like, well, then she's not a very good cousin for hire. Yeah, <laughs> because she, <laughs> she totally blew fucking cover. blew her cover. Yeah, um, and and he's and Brandon's like, uh, uh, uh and Dad's like, don't worry, son, he's super cool with it. He's like, <laughs> in two years. Let, remind me to tell you about my bachelor party. Oh God! <laughs> Dad walks away, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't ever want to know what my know what Jimbo did. was up to. Yeah. And then he comes yeah. back and takes the card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yoink! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, cousin Brent. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't ever want my dad to explain what he ever did with a stripper. No, <laughs> not cool, Dad. So anyway, Donna's mom goes, um... And if he's already had a stripper, isn't now the time to tell him about, like, why wait two years? It's like, yeah, not like, like now yeah. is the relevant time to he's relate not, a story. He's not old enough to hear about his dad have a stripper, but he is old enough old to enough have a stripper. To see a stripper, yeah. <laughs> yes, and you know what? In two years, I'm going to tell you something disgusting. <laughs> well, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Like, if he has to wait two years... Yeah. It's gotta you be need two years to prepare yourself for how yeah. disgusting yeah. this is. <laughs> know now that I did something weird with a stripper... <laughs> And for two years, think about it. <laughs> and I then when I tell you what be. it is, it's still going to fucking blow your mind. <laughs> it's going to blow your mind, ruin your mind, <laughs> and ruin your life. <laughs> the whole thing is going to get weird. So, uh, so then Donna decides to go home to confront her mom. And mom cries and apologizes and is like... Uh, you know, I'll tell your dad. And Donna's like, yeah, you'll fucking tell that or I'm going to. And she's like, it has nothing to do with you. I'm so sorry. It just has to do with our marriage kind of thing. And uh, and then D-Bag comes by to take Donna to the pee-pee. And Donna doesn't <laughs> want to go. But then her mom's like, you should go. Go and be with your friends. And it's weird. Like, she's just, like, hanging out there. And everybody knows now. Everybody knows that she's having an affair so that's really awkward for her. Like all these yeah. teenagers are in her house, yeah. knowing that she's, you know, done this, you know, crazy horrible thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then Kelly shows up at the PP after the show because she went to the Color Me back yeah. show. Um, and Accent on the me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and she's like, uh, yeah, the show was pretty good. Uh, anyway, I met some guys at the show, and they're pretty cool guys, and I brought them here to have some burgers. <laughs> Who's it going to be? Guys? Nirvana. <laughs> ah, you got it. <laughs> Wrong. It was Pearl Jam. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, guess who it is, guys. Seriously, guess. Can you guess? Do you know who it is? Color. 
Me. Bad. Yep. <laughs> Color <laughs> me bad. <laughs> yep. Turns out, call her me bad. Oh, great. And Kelly's like, but they can't have any burgers until they sing. But then they sing. Acapella. <laughs> uh-huh. They have some nice voices. Guys. Great. They yeah. can really sing. And that's great. the end. And yeah, that's the end. Do we ever? So things are left with the mother who is having an affair as just like we all know about it and uh-huh. we don't know the details. Maybe yeah. I'll find out more next Maybe week. Maybe we'll find out more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think we will. You no? sure? Yeah, I, I I feel like we won't. I but feel they like didn't it'll leave be a it on anything. Again. Okay, but uh, they're just coloring the reality of these things happen. Yeah, but they colored it really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Set you up. You knocked it down. Yeah. Um. So I feel like pass, not pass on this episode. I feel so. Okay, we have boys learning that women aren't objects <laughs> yeah. via hiring a stripper and after learning what they learning about her as a person don't want her to strip mm-hmm. but i feel like there's some weird covert slut shaming in there i do think so too and i don't like that and i feel like they yeah they get very judgy yeah and i feel like that's probably well a it is the boys of 90210 yeah. they are nothing if not super judgy yeah, yeah and i feel yeah. like judgy they assholes. probably feel really good about like no we won't want watch you strip and here's your money i feel like they feel very like yeah we yeah, did good very pious about it yeah and, but yeah. They, i'm still a little confused with dad who finds the card and w- wouldn't he be aren't they like 17 or something yeah something like that wouldn't you be like did you order a fucking stripper <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think are so. you out of your fucking mind but like, dad is super cool dad is like <laughs> not only am i cool with this oh you ordered you know i killed one of them i'll tell you in two years <laughs> to be continued <laughs> because i'm going to tell you yeah, she's buried yeah. in the yard in two, in, in two years <laughs> long I'll, story short she's buried in the yard <laughs> in two years they'll tell you where i got this scar on my face from. <laughs> 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 let's just say when it happened they didn't know a lot about dna <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I uh, feel like that's a fail, and then I feel yeah. like the the like affair thing is brought up, and you think like, okay, well, because I, I was thinking like, are we going to circle back and find out more about the family? Like, because I feel like we need to know more about their relationship as husband and wife to know whether or not there's any kind of pass or fail, because you know. There is, like, more to that story. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, I keep saying, I kept saying in, in my review of this that, that she did this horrible thing. Maybe, yeah. you know, like, Maybe who knows not. what's who going knows? on yeah. in their relationship. Exactly. Um, but I don't feel like there's enough information presented for it to be a pass or fail. But it is a horrible thing because because it is presented as she's lying to her husband yes. about about yeah. this affair kind of thing. And, yeah. and to, to Donna, her fucking daughter. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, fail... Just, oh yeah, just because even if it was presenting it in a way that passed, I don't feel like they presented enough information for us to say that it did. Mm, I yeah. feel like they presented us only enough information to say they didn't tackle that issue well. Yeah, they, yeah. and they stuffed too many things into this episode too, like the color me bad, mm-hmm. uh, the stripper, mm-hmm. and mom's infidelity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is too much. Too much. Yeah, focus on one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Much like the amount of D's in Color Me Bad, too much. <laughs> There's just one too many plots. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Gross. Well, next week we will have another episode of 90210. That's right. Mm-hmm. Comma, Beverly Hills. Hey.
Yep. Yeah. So okay, we'll then. do that. Um, <laughs> I'm sleepy now. Yeah. yeah uh, if you want to find out more about us, if you listen to this far and don't know about us or our podcast network, you can go to modernsuperior.com and find all of our episodes as well as episodes of our other show, Time Bandits, mm-hmm. as well as episodes of The Do Over, Super Zero, who just had a great one about Thor and Thor 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death's second episode with Kurt Halfyard went up. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of stuff up there. Do Over, new episode. Uh, and lots of other shows for you to listen to. So check it out, modernsuperior.com, and then follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash S-Y-N-W-P-C, oh, or hit us up on Twitter at S-Y-N-W-P-C. Mm-hmm. And as always, we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye, internets, and I will never live down Crap Toad. No! <laughs> no, you won't. What else? I don't know. Uh, Straight cash, homie. Fuck Dougie. Fuck Dougie. No. R.I.P. Dougie. R.I.P. Yeah. Dougie. Fuck Gene. Fuck Gene. Straight cash, ca- crap toad. <laughs> <laughs> God, we have got crap toad sayings for the end of Presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.